Hey, welcome. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. This is a special edition of the IT and the D show. Um, I am not numbering it. It doesn't deserve to be numbered. Um, we are here for, uh, we haven't made pod in almost a month. Um, and if you have been living under a rock or don't know what's going on, we are missing somebody here. Um, the one and only Dave the Geek Phillips uh, passed away suddenly on March 31st of this year. And we're all still in shock. Um, we all kind of don't know what to do with ourselves. And, you know, Randy and I kind of talked and we said, you know, we need to uh, we need to make pot. We need to continue the legacy. We need to honor him. We need to do whatever we are. Um, I got 30,000 things I need to say. Um, and I needed help, so that's why I brought Randy and I brought two of our uh, best friends on the business, uh, Ming Chen, Mike Zabsik. You might know them from uh, the I Sell Comics podcast, the uh, A Shared Universe Podcast Studios, or is it Podcast Udios? It's Podcast Udios. Udios. Um, you might know them from the Ming and Mike show, and you might know them from AMC's Comic Book Men. And uh, there's no one finer that we'd rather have uh, joining us here than the one and only Mike Zabsik, Ming Chen. Ming and Mike. What's up, gentlemen? Uh, thank you for having us. Um, it is it is truly an honor, for sure. Um, one, because we ripped you guys off completely. Oh, my God. Yes, thank you so much. So um, that's, that's a huge honor. Um, two, I mean, I'm just really here to remind Randy to plug his car in, but, you know, like just to make sure he doesn't run out of battery. I'm actually here thing. to make fun of his My Little Ponies in the background. Yeah, but uh, I, I uh, no, I, I mean, seriously, we... We we love Dave. Yeah, I mean, we did, and we owe you and and David debt, Bob. So, um, hey, what better way than to share you know our experiences to to tell some stories and to remember him in the way that he needs to be remembered? Yeah, this was um, like I said when I said there's thirty thousand things to talk about. I'm not joking, um, you know, and it's kind of funny the uh, the, the the story on how we met. Um, and I'll kind of, you know, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll kind of get that out of the way. Um, Dave uh, said he owned a web hosting company, even though it was only one server that hosted a Star Wars site. Um, <laughs> so I was working in a data center and it was on a list and there was only like 12 of those companies. And so I decided to call him and then he, he liked talking. And so we had these conversations. So finally, after about four months of him never going to buy anything from me, right, never told me that. We just said, let's go have a beer. And then we decided uh, we enjoyed sci-fi and making fun of people and comic cons and all that good stuff. So we uh, went and had a beer and it literally it was kind of like one of those things. It's kind of like when I met my wife, went on one date and then you don't kind of remember. Everything just kind of happened after that. Um, and we were friends almost, what, since 99? So what's that make? 22 years? So um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into a lot of the other stuff. But one thing I completely forgot about is uh, I got my little Hamtramck ceramic shot glass. Gentlemen, I know you have some Yeji and some uh, Malort, I believe. <laughs> oh, good God. We're going with Do we have another one of these? Uh, I'll drink my ginger beer. Yeah, take that it. one. I'll get another right. one. Or, or I'll, but, just, uh, I'll just mix. I'm not mixing them. <laughs> but that, that, if, you're, uh, if you're watching it and watching at home, watching on your phone, if you're watching, if you uh, listen to it during the week, I just uh, want to raise a toast to the one and only – That'll never be replaced, David Phillips. Cheers, sir. Um, I know right now there's a dive bar up in the big sky. He's saving me that corner seat because he knows that that's where I'm at. Um, so cheers, brother. Love you. And uh, this one's going to be a tough one to get through. I'm not going to lie. 
Oh, God. peanut butter whiskey is so bad, yet it's so good. Um, do you ever make a – you know what a duck fart is? By the way? No, explain. It's, it's a peanut butter whiskey and one-third, one-third Bailey's and one-third Kahlua, I believe. And um, it's called a duck fart, and I didn't realize it was a thing. It was kind of like, Mike, you know, you know my famous line, uh, you know, hey, do you know how to make a bull shot? Can you make a yep. shoe smell? Yeah. So I just found out a bull shot originated in Detroit at the London Chop House. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and if you don't know what a bull shot is, so we were at Churchill's, the cigar bar, and it's on their menu. I'm like, why do you have this? And he made me a mixed drink of it, and it's beef bullion and vodka, and that's okay. it. That's it. Oof. And they're, <laughs> it's it's actually quite delicious, if you don't mind me saying. Um, <laughs> one of the... It's salty and it's it, it's pure Russian. Is just it's perfect. It's beef soup and yeah, exactly. It's it's how they they eat over there. So but I want to I find out how if Ivan Reitman or Rodney or whoever um, was the one that came up with like, hey Sabu, uh, can you make a bull shot? Like, where did that? How did he know that was like from the London Chop House in Detroit? Crazy. He probably did stand up in Detroit because yeah. that. I mean, and eight downstairs at the London. I have no doubt in my mind that that's probably where it came from because they. It, I mean, the movie was written by um, by Harold Ramis and um, the late great. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his Ivan name. Reitman. No, it wasn't Ivan Reitman. It was he directed, uh, it. He directed it. No, Harold Ramis directed Caddyshack. Oh, what is- his very first directorial debut. How do you know more Caddyshack trivia than me? <laughs> I have no idea. And it was, um, yeah, seriously, what the hell? You live. I, I do. I live and die by and Caddyshack. Fart Caddyshack. That's true. See, now, though, here's the thing. If you if you know me, if you ever want to stump me and just ask me who directed what, I'm. that's the, my worst. Well, there you are. Because yeah. it was Harold Ramis who directed that and it was him and oh my god i can't uh gun to my if someone put a gun to my head and was like i'm gonna blow your head off he's gonna google it he is gonna google it it's uh oh my god uh because he kept misplacing his checks it was uh um kenny (laughs) was it kenny uh, it was. Uh, Are you thinking the guy from National Lampoon? Uh, Douglas Kenny. Doug. Doug Kenny. Doug Kenny. Yeah. And Brian Lampoon. Yes. His brother. It's, Brian Doyle that's, Murray. That's Bill Murray's brother. Bill Murray's brother. Bill Murray's brother. Yes. That was Lou. Lou. Yeah. That was one of my favorite stories. If you ever saw the nineteenth hole, oh. it was the story of the making of. And I get. I guess Rodney was so nervous because here's Bill Murray. Here's Ted Knight. Here's all these people, and he's just a stand-up. Even though he's on Carson, he was a real humble guy. And to break the ice, he stands up on a table and he does this, this famous joke. He's like, hey, everybody, you know what the worst part about oral sex is? The view. And I guess the place loses it. <laughs> and he, everybody pats him on the back. And that, that like brought Rodney like within the group, you know. And Well, Ted Knight hated shooting that. Ted Knight absolutely loathed shooting Caddyshack. Ah, ho-ho. Uh-huh. Oh, because he had done he had done professional uh, work. He, he was a professional. He was he was a pro, yeah. and he <laughs> he was an actor. He was an actor. He was, he learned his craft. Mm-hmm. So when I got so you guys haven't been to my house, but my basement is a shrine. It's all my top end. My Gordy House signed jersey. My LK Line signed jersey. My Brian Bosworth signed jersey. My NWO signed T shirt. My Ric Flair signed robe. Um, the first thing that I got 
when I finished the basement, Dave gave me a signed Caddyshack movie poster by every, but everyone, but it's Ted Knight. <laughs> and it's when, as soon as you come down the stairs, it's the first thing you see. And I got the Smales hat hanging from the corner, which I did get a free bowl of soup with it. It came with a Lipton cup of soup packet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but that, that sits down there and it's all, it's signed by with like green and red pen. So really you can't tell, but Dave hosted some autograph celebrity autograph site and they couldn't pay the bill one month. And so they gave him a bunch of like signed Godfather posters, signed Star Wars, something signed Caddyshack. And he didn't want the Caddyshack. So it took me about $480 at Michael's to get the thing double matted, nice gold frame, but worth every penny. Damn straight. Oh man, that's awesome. I got my brother who uh, used to do the VCR to VCR uh, tapes. Yeah. Oh dang. Of course. Oh my God. Yes. And my brother's a lawyer, so he knew. He knew better than to do that. Sorry, right. he deleted the FBI warning. Yeah, in the of beginning. course he did. Yeah, it's all good. That's it's all, all good. crap. If that's not on there, then you're okay. We're fine. So that's how uh, the first time I got introduced to Two Live Crew was <laughs> I was in junior high, and there was so many dub tapes back and forth that it sounded like it was like at the other end of the gymnasium. <laughs> and, but as long as they said, "Hey, we want some p word," yes. you know, we were giggling kids. So I mean, you know. <laughs> well, that's that's how I watched Caddyshack, and that's that's how I watched Caddyshack four hundred and fifty thousand times. Was with were, that one VC, uh, that one VHS tape. One of the uh, guys from Source Point Press, Dave Hayes, has been putting up sequels that haven't been made, and one of them was like Caddyshack three. Maggie was actually pregnant and then had the baby. Then oh. the baby grows up to be a golf pro, and it goes <laughs> oh, like, "Someone should make that right now." I would watch that. I would, I would totally yeah. watch that. From what I understand, the woman who played Maggie, who also played who? The 13-year-old daughter of the yes. mayor in Animal House. Yes, of course. What was her name? Which, by the way, um, oh, her actual name, I have no idea. Oh, it's Sarah Holcomb, but that's beside the point. <laughs> oh. What was her name in Animal House? Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I'm going to hate you in about two minutes when you tell me. Man. Yeah. It was, uh, oh my God, what was that? Oh, you didn't know? Her last name was DePasto. If you ask a that question, yeah, you Carmine, Carmine was the, was the Carmine was the, finger DePasto, yes. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing we always talk about is how rapey the 80s movies were. Oh, dear and God. One of the things was, if you think about it, she was 13 in the movie, and though she lied about her age, you saw her topless, and he contemplated raping her. Yes. Passed out. And I'm like, yeesh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like those, that in Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, like, it was, come on. Like, it was a different time, Bob. Yeah. Well, no, Porky's. Have you watched it lately? Oh, my God. It's so Miss Ballbricker. I mean, she was well within her rights to grab that uh, no. tally whacker. Like the first 15 minutes, it's like the most sexist, racist, awful, you uh, know, but it's Porky's. You know, what are you going to do? Of course. It's a coming of age. It's, it's a coming of age movie, but it's also a rite of passage for yeah. any kid to watch. Because I was, I think, 12 or 13 when it came out, and I had to see it. My father yeah. wouldn't let me see Caddyshack. How did you get in? Jesus Christ. Ming, how, do you, how did you get into R-rated movies? I didn't. I didn't. I always did. It was <laughs> yeah. just, you go. I didn't. I still can't get in R-rated movies. You go to a PG movie, and <laughs> then you get into the other line. That was smart. Yeah. yeah. Smart. And That's how we got to see... Um, uh eddie murphy raw and dice clay dice rules uh, we were we were 16 and we had yeah we went and bought tickets for like 
um, some cartoon, some Disney crap, you know. Um, what's the movie with the dog share the spaghetti? I think we bought tickets to that. Lady um, the Tramp. Lady the, the, the Tramp. Thank you. Um, my brain's mush. I got again. I got like ten thousand stories. Like I want to talk about um, the one that stuck out to me today, and I need I needed to talk like not first, but it was me and Dave's first Comic Con when Motor City Comic Con was still a small show, and I'll never forget. Love you too, Sia. Appreciate you. Sia's the best, by the way. She makes pot down in Dallas. Um, we went to the, the show. And it was the first time we hung out. So we're like, you know, two little kids looking at everything, giggling. And there's a car row. There's the Ghostbusters car and the Kit car and Starsky and Hutch. Well, there's Lord Humongous's Road Warrior vehicle. (laughs) And and I just look at Dave and I look at him. I go, just hold my beer. You know, I I meant that metaphorically because we didn't have beer on the floor. And I get on the, I stand on the thing. It doesn't say don't, no touching. It doesn't say anything. And it's open. So I stand on it. And there's the hockey mask. So, of course, what do I do? I get on it, and I start yelling, like, the warrior of the wasteland, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. I throw the mask on, and I said, we are here for the gasoline. And I'm screaming this. This guy walks up to me, probably two inches shorter than Ming. If you ever met Ming, you know, you, you know, just you know, no offense, Ming. I'm standing up right now, so yes. In a, <laughs> in a leather <laughs> I think he was trying to be Mel Gibson, leather pants, leather jacket, but he didn't. It was just like a regular biker jacket. And he goes, you got to get off of there. He goes, I'm going to have you thrown out. I'm like, there's no sign. Let me have my time. Dave starts yelling at the guy, like, put up a no touch sign. That'd be great. What you should have done was grabbed him by the scruff of his neck, put him on your shoulder, and just be like, Here's mine, yeah. Just blaster, blaster, or thrown a, or thrown a boomerang at him, and you know, embedded in his head, you know, or cut off four of his fingers. That would have been great. Right, right. And everybody laughs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fuck. another movie that they could make those till the end of time. That's in my top ten list. Is that that whole series? That genre is so god. I watched Thunderdome not too long ago, and I'm like, I don't think people realize how freaking great of a movie that is. It's so bad, it's good. It really it's not bad. Uh, all right. Uh, no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I just watched Time Chasers myself. So, ah, one yeah. Ice Pirates, too, while you're at it. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was the one thing, though. If anyone ever said shit around me or him, it was always not shit energy. Like, that was like literally in our vocabulary. Like, it never, um, you know, it never, never waned. Um, what do you, what else are you drinking, my lord? I'm going to save this for later, but yes. He's so, going straight we, out of the bottle. We just started. You know, I might as well because nobody else wants to. So That's but, one of the worst um, It's one of the worst things ever. Um, it tastes like burnt eraser smells. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, Dave gave me this bottle, so um, I always keep Even when we finish it, I'll keep it. I, I denoted that with the shared numerous sticker on the back. So just because uh, eventually I didn't have any here and I couldn't get any. And uh, somebody had sent you guys a bottle and he graciously gave it to me. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that's that's the one thing that's going to suck the most is, you know, we went over yesterday to to his wife Anita's, and by the way, um, Anita's got a GoFundMe out there, Randy. If you don't mind throwing it up on Twitter, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, he, he left back a thirteen year old uh, daughter and eleven year old son um, that are just lost right now. You know, obviously the the home just got turned upside down. Anita was a stay at home mom, so um, 
you know, anything would be appreciated, even if it's like five, 10 bucks to buy him a beer. But um, Randy will post the link up on the Twitter and on the, on the site eventually. Um, yeah, just do what I do. Cancel all your OnlyFans subscriptions, which I did, except for maybe one or two. And then, yeah, you know, just just, just donate the rest. But like everything wow. that we had or I have, it's me and him. You know, the TED Talk, me and him. The, the, the cartoon, this wonderful cartoon that this girl drew of us. Uh, it's like a just as like gave it to us, me and him. We had puppets made of us because we were drunk at a comic con. I mean, that, seriously, that should be like the title of my book. So we were drunk at a comic con, and like just start. Not, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the the I'm staring at the podcast Detroit uh, poster that would uh, I believe Kelly Nemzik made for us. It's in the fashion of Cannonball Run, and <laughs> you know that's the best part about Dave. Can I just say that? So he's Burt Reynolds, of course, and I'm Dom DeLuise. So what does he do? He has Kelly make him have a hard chin, which he hasn't had since seven years old. And he makes adds 40 pounds on me. I know I'm a big dude, but like you had to accentuate that. You had to give me that triple chin and that, you know, the, 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 uh, the Dom DeLuise hat, but you know, that's the way, that's the way of the world. Right. Um, that's racist, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we on there as uh, Dino Martino and Sammy Davis? Well, I, I would be Jackie Chan, right? No, you'd be Jamie Davis Jr. Oh, See, this was dressed in priest clothes. Why wouldn't I be Jackie? <laughs> this was made pre-you. Um, um, you know, there's no, there's there, a. There was a time pre-Mike and Ming. Oh, yeah, it's God. like the Bible. You guys are in the New Testament, and then the Old uh, Testament was. The stuff pre you guys. <laughs> right, well, thanks for not being racist. I thought like yeah, I thought you no. you're definitely Jackie Chan, but no, no. you're not. That was uh, to be. I'm gonna be honest with you. That was the when we met you guys at the Mount Clements, uh, the gun show. <laughs> I'll never forget because I'm like, I don't know if Mike remembers this or not. Because I'm like, hey man, can we interview you? Hey man, can we interview you? Hey man, can we interview you? And Mike's like, yeah, I'll get around to it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll be over there in a minute. And like, you, you didn't. The last thing you wanted to do was talk to us. I, I could just, I could. Really? That was not true. No, <laughs> absolutely not. What the true. hell, dude? We had nothing going on, so there was absolutely no way. But I think what happened was we kept getting. Um, what the hell happened? It was. Um, we had Theo, tiny dancer, right? But he got tiny. No, he, tiny. He did. Got there he got late. there a day friggin' late. We were taking it was a like two a day little... show. He got I there know. late. He got there a day late. That's that's half your. Oh my yes. god! I couldn't believe it. So I can't believe that I was a dick and wouldn't go over and talk. No, to no, him. no. You weren't a dick. You were just like, I'm in this. I'm in the Gibraltar Trade Center in suburban Detroit. Who the hell brought me here? I was <laughs> he that yeah, I know well, it was him. But we had a great time. It was so much fun because we went to the gun show. <laughs> They're like, where's Mike? Uh, he's over at the gun show. I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> and no, I went, you didn't believe it. Blasters. No, I remember you're like, Bob, like there's a gun show next door. Like, what does that even mean? I go, there's guns and prop things and stuff that you can buy. And there's hot donuts over there. And there's alcohol at the little donut or at the kiosk in the middle. <laughs> and they gave us the uh, Gibraltar Bucks. Remember the Gibraltar Bucks? <laughs> yes. Buy our right. lunch. We got the flea market money. Flea you market. know the place is gone. They mowed it down. We don't have a green room, but here's some some Gibraltar <laughs> Bucks. I was like, what the fuck did I get myself into? These are like, oh, it's, it's like real money, Mike, but fun. No, no. How much fun do you want to have? You got uh, the hot pretzel. Yeah. You got the hot dogs on the foot massagers. What else do you need in life? Yeah. Uh, that's that. 
apparently all I needed was that. <laughs> no, and to talk to you guys and getting to know you guys that weekend was, it was a turning point in Ming and I were doing our I sell comics and we had the Mike and Ming show or the Ming and Mike show or the Ming and Mike show. And damn, we were, we were trying to figure out what we were going to parlay. How can we parlay this? And you guys had the answer. Like, dude, we're, we've got our own little clubhouse. And I did come over and we did talk that weekend. We talked, we talked a lot. We talked a <laughs> shit ton. We talked many times. I think we made pod four or five times. Yeah, it was a world record for me. It was great. And um, just finding out what you guys were all about, it, it changed our lives. You and David changed our lives. Because certainly this place would not be a, an Udio right now if it weren't for you guys. <laughs> but see, now he was, the, he was the one that was so, um, dare I say, anal um don't get excited randy that he um but he would, if he didn't know something he would spend like three weeks learning it and, no. and he wouldn't talk to anyone until he learned it so the whole podcasting audio editing graphic design the graphic design thing he learned from wrestling like he had to go learn that um so he would just like literally wouldn't talk to anyone bear down for three weeks and then come out and say hey i know how to run podcasting now okay great you know, let me, I'll sell ads. You uh, do the clickety clicks and then we'll, you know, we'll all have fun. Eat some steak. steak but I do, steak. <laughs> I do remember though, Ming, that was the, one of the top 10 highlights of my karaoke life was singing the Flash Gordon theme. You being there. And I think I just met you, obviously. Yeah. And I'm yep. like, and I got to do the death to Ming. Like, to I was, you. And I was and right I, there. And I haven't met a guy named Ming since, so you you know you get to hold that honor. That um, uh, yeah, that was second only to the time that Sam Jones put me in a headlock. Yes, that was pretty cool. Yes. So did I tell you how I got hustled with the Flash Gordon painting? Uh, do tell the story. Tell it again for people who haven't heard it. So uh, it's at Dearborn. Sam Jones is there. I drag out my entire family on Sunday morning. I'm like, you guys, we're going to this Comic Con, and Sam Jones is there, and I go there in a tan suede uh sport coat leather jacket or suede leather whatever and a flash gordon t-shirt and i'm a grown man and then he's like nice shirt and i'm like oh and i'm like talking like i'm talking like a supermodel i'm like yeah yeah i got it online like i had no idea i know i couldn't retort i couldn't anything and he signs the stuff and i get the jets football card and i'm all you know and uh Guy that I know, Dave Santia, he did the Star Wars paintings in our studio. Yeah, yeah, we know Dave. doing a live speed painting of Flash Gordon in front of Flash Gordon to Flash Gordon music. For charity, for the guy that passed away that originally started uh, Detroit Fanfare, which became San Diego Comic-Con. If you know the history, Detroit did it first and then went out west. Um, but this was the guy that originally founded it. These guys saw me as of the biggest mark they've ever seen. And one guy, Dennis Barger... Uh, he claims he didn't hustle me, but those guys hustled me because, and my wife's looking at me going, we'll make more money. Just get it. If you don't get it, you're going to be a dick for the next two years. Just get it. So we ended up get, getting hustled for this speed painting on charity and put it in the car, but it's signed by Sam Jones and Dave Santia. And it's down. The first thing you see, or second thing you see downstairs, Caddyshack poster, Flash Gordon painting. And it's the only artwork I've owned to this day was a fl the Flash Gordon painting. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit of a mark for that crap. 
I, uh, we're we're gonna get Dave to uh, Dave Santia to do a Ming and Mike painting at the next Astronomicon, and we're gonna make you buy it. And uh, yeah. so you, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, then we'll hustle you. He did a Jane Silent Bob one. I don't know if uh, I don't know what he did with it. He does now. He did you know he he does so many of them now. But he goes on like the Kid Rock cruises, does one to Kid Rock, and then he flips it upside down. Um, yeah, I think the video is still on YouTube. It's like Flash Gordon, Dave Santia, and you know they. Blasted Flash Gordon. Yeah, it was one of one of again one of my finer moments as a, as a man getting to meet him, and that was the thing. I always look back. I look back at everything cool I ever did in my life, and ninety nine point nine percent of it is because and Dave was there, you know, and Dave was there, and Dave was there. That one time I interviewed Anthony Michael Hall for thirty minutes, and okay. Dave was right there, and he was in the for me. Yeah. When I got when I got yelled at by Lou Ferrigno for comparing him to Steven Seagal on the sheriff scale. Um, did you ever tell you that one, by the way? No. That's what I did. <laughs> I'm interviewing Lou Ferrigno. But he's 70 years old, and he's built, man. He looks good. He looks great. Um, yeah, he looks better than I ever did, right? And I'm like, I don't want to ask him the bullshit questions like, hey, who's a better Hulk? You or Mark Ruffalo? Who could beat up who? You know, everyone's asking me that. So I'm like, hey, you're in pretty small company. You know, you, Seagal, Shaq. You know, you're all celebrity sheriffs, right? And he goes, Steve, he just busts out. He goes, Steven Seagal, not real sheriff. I went through training. He's just honorary. And he's like yelling at me like that. I'm like, oh, my God. And he's saying it like that. Steven not real sheriff. Like like he's caveman lawyer. No, but like he legitimately went through the schooling training. He puts in his hours. He's on the dive team. Like he legitimately runs out on calls. Um so it's kind of like if you went to Harvard and got actually got your doctorate, and then like someone comes along and gets the honorary, and then and they like try Kevin, to... Kevin Smith gets the honorary doctorate. It's like, Lou, wait a minute, Lou Ferrigno just the only thing that he failed was the use of uh, prepositions. So. Right. I have Cheers, no Dave, by the way. He kept stealing your fork. Fuck Cheers, her. Dave. By the way, we're gonna, Cheers, we're gonna throw buddy. these up all night. The boy. <laughs> all right, we're going to and the. That most- was, uh, and that was the other one that um, Stanley from The Office, I think I was the last human being oh, he wanted to talk to. Dave's holding the Zoom. I went, is that the Malort? Yeah. Oh, God. Ah. Dave, that's for you, Dave. Oh, my yeah. God. It smells Dave. like a dumpster fire. Oh. oh. Yeah. What's worse, Malort or the, um, oh, my God, what's the tequila that? that Excrement of a cat? That is oh, the, it. the vodka? No, no, the tequila, but it's in the black bottle of the ceramic one. Uh, oh, mezcal, mezcal. Yeah, I thought you were talking about tequila rose. That's some. Oh no, mezcal. when I bartended at the post bar, I used to. I got to bartend from nine to ten, then I DJ the rest of the night. And there was a woman that always came in from nine to ten, and all she drank was tequila rose on the rocks. Like, I never, I never saw it since. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. You know what happened? Yeah. Yeah, that's she's still in that dress she used to wear faded feathers in her hair. No, I um I partied with a bunch of sixty year old women this weekend in Hannibal, Missouri, the do birthplace their, of Mark Twain. Do they send their best to me? They did. Yeah, they love you, Mike. <laughs> they were drinking. It was tequila rose mixed with Fireball. It was the most ah. I've ever seen. But they they were they were pounding that stuff, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. Dang, I swear to God, like I think all of us live vicariously through you when you go to a town. You go to a town like there wasn't you find every dive bar, every high end coffee place, every good place to have food, every place there's people at 
every pop-up, every amazing, like, I, I don't know how you do it. You Like, you seriously, you are a god when it comes to that stuff. He is he is like a pig with truffles. It's insane. <laughs> it's like he starts ferreting shit out. It's, it's He is Sherlock Holmes for, like, a foodie or a drinky. See, we were always, so the Dave and me thing, Philly was our famous story. We took a, a friend of ours was getting married, and we're like, hey, do you want to go to Vegas and have your bachelor party? Or do you want to go to Philadelphia and eat cheesesteaks and go to the ECW wrestling reunion where Rhino's wrestling Rob Van Dam in the main event? And he goes, we're going to Philly, dude. So we get to Philly, and uh, we look up dive bars on Yelp, sort by lowest rating, uh, lowest rating, and then we start there. So the first place is like Dirty Frank's. Then we went to the Bob and Barbara's Paps Blue Ribbon Bar. Then we went to like Joe's Happy Birthday Bar. It was the most strangest, eclectic mix of, and we had the best time we ever had. Yeah, I, you know, dive bar wise, uh, you know, I, I look up the listing just like you guys do. I, yeah, the, the, like the one, two star. But, you know, I got in that criteria is like, well, you know, uh, could I party here with Bob and Dave and yeah. Randy? And, and could we drag Mike? It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. So I found Is two. Mike driving? Damn straight. Yeah. yeah. I found you know, two. Place. I got to give it to you, Mike. In my whole entire life, you have achieved sainthood. Yes. Um, far and above anyone I've ever met. Because um, if you anyone doesn't know, Mike doesn't drink, which is fine. Everybody, you know, goes, you know, either does or doesn't. But you will hang out with us till two in the morning and you will make sure everybody's good. Damn straight. You know, the one time when we were at Smalls and we were and we tried to talk Ming into eating the old Chinese food. Have you ever been to Smalls and Hamtramck? Oh, awesome. They have like... Like fried rice, like they just bring it out at like midnight. You tell that whole story. Tell like the whole story. The unvarnished story. Yes. All right, so tell us what happened. All right, well, we, uh, I can't remember where we had dinner. We ended up at Smalls. No, uh, village. Oh, yeah, we were at Polish village. Oh, that was great, wasn't yeah. it? That was Oh, big. yeah, best food ever. Oh, thank we you. We go there so once a month for the family. Yeah, yeah. Polish village probably went over to whiskey for a drink and then uh, ended up over at Smalls. And yes. there's, uh, was it uh, like transvestite night or alternative yes, night? Yes, it was alternative or? night. Alternative. No, it was it was a thing for like something heart something. It's like a once a month thing, but we happen to be there for it. Oh, like lonely hearts. Yeah, people came in and you know just to meet. It they was were like a um, mixer. What, what what's the word? Are there gender fluid people? L- LGBTZ. What? It, uh, I'm not making fun. I I don't know. No, but some of them were you know six foot four with full of muscles and you know long <laughs> flowing blonde hair. Um, yeah, Tammy, that was the night you met him. Yeah, was very, yeah thanks yes. for coming out, Tammy. We love you. You were you were great, Tammy. It was a pleasure. Uh, so but, we, yeah, we we there was, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll. But I was going to say that uh, you were splitting your room that night. You were letting um, a young lady stay in your one of the double beds in your room that yes, we were staying. Very, yes, no you, funny business. You were being a nice yeah. guy. I was, I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> No, no, Stop I can it. I can vouch for this guy. He's he's pretty true blue. So he let her stay because she she didn't have a room and yes. she wanted to go to the con. Yes, and uh, she was telling Ming that he couldn't eat the Chinese food. Like, don't eat that. You're going to be farting all night, and I have to deal with hey, it. It's my room, and I'm like, fuck you. It's uh, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> fuck you. It's his room. And I went and I grabbed Ming a couple of egg rolls. I said, you eat them, Ming. You eat the shit out of them. Was that the person? Who did you hate that night? Was that her? It was her, yeah. That was the oh, one. You, I've never seen you mean at anyone. And that was like, shit was on. Yeah, that, well, was, very, that was very odd, Mike. <laughs> well, she was uh, at dinner. She was saying shit like that was a little too familiar. You know, familiarity and, you know, like, 
oh, you get, you know, just making, she was making fun of Ming and me for some strange reason. And I was like, you. I said, listen, just because you had sex with Brian Johnson or just because you fucked Brian Johnson doesn't mean you are Brian Johnson. And um, she tried to get out of that one. And I, I stared her straight in the eye. I'm like, come back at me. And nothing. She just, I'm, I can't, I, 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 and I'm like, done. I, uh, Randy, Lawyered. The, Randy, the time time was 31.50 on that one. So you can bleep that. <laughs> 31.50. Oh, yeah, fine. We're yeah. good now. We don't, we don't care about that anymore. At least for this show. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, that was the one, there was like the one, the one, uh, she was uh, the cross-dresser, but she was literally like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, built I, I, like Schwarzenegger. And we're like, Ming, go slow dance with her. Like, okay. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They were playing really good music that night. Yeah, it was it great. Was, uh, it was they played like, good music a lot. Of, yeah. That yeah. was um, Jamie, DJ Jamie James, who uh, I have a man crush on. because He was the guy that spun all the uh, goth nights when I was like 22. He, he's a podcaster on our network, and he's actually one of the engineers for uh, the Northville Studios. Nice. Um, he let me spin uh, at Smalls one night for the 80s revival. Three DJs, and he let me have a set, and I got so drunk on Yeji beforehand. I, got, I played, like, two songs. The guy yells at me for repeating, and then I end up just going, <laughs> sorry, and going and sitting out in the crowd. <laughs> but I got the one picture... Oh, Jamie's listening. Hey, James. Don't tell anyone I got a man crush on you. I know I told you before. Yeah, but no, so when I meet when I meet Jamie, I'm like, dude, I have mixed CDs of your playlist, like that I made over the years. Like, because and especially when COVID happened, I went on Spotify and I basically made playlists of my life. Like when I DJed at the post bar when you know in the late 90s, uh, early days going to lipsticks and all the goth bars, I made a playlist for that. The Penguin playlist, you know, my high school tape case. So I, I um, you know, then what else are you going to do, right? Are these public playlists? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So gonna, my name on uh, Spotify. All right. You got a new subscriber for sure. There's a, <laughs> you'll like the German playlist, the DJ Glockenspiel list. <laughs> we going out. I know how much you're into German uh, beer garden music. I have it available. So I'm going to show the cannonball run picture now. Oh. Cheers, Dave. Oh, Thank you, Randy. Yeah, look, see, look how, how fat he made me. I'll skinny. Oh, yeah, your 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 face is not that round, but okay. <laughs> I did lose weight and then put it back on when I got had my surgery. So you know, what what are you gonna do? Yeah, so I did eat the egg roll despite everyone telling me not to. Oh, no, I was making you do it. I'm telling you, go fucking eat that egg roll. Pardon me, go eat that egg roll. God damn it. Yeah, I but one of the I- one of the highlights of my life, and I'm not I'm not lying about this. Is that my, our picture is on the wall at Whiskey in a Jar to this yep. day? So, uh, I think you have a copy of it right there because you showed me earlier. Randy, can you pull up your wall? Tricks. Uh, yeah, there's Dave on the left, me in the back, Ming's down the bottom, and Mike. Where the hell are you? Oh, right. you're on the far right. You're on the far right. Next to me. Uh, yeah, right there. And August. I think August is in there. Brad Westner's in there. Yep. Yeah. Right there. You're right. You're right there, Mike. Uh, and he's flipping. Right. Oh, I saw that flip off. I saw. No, and we, we saw the the pain in the ass that's in there too. Those no, are one. That's, that's uh, the only bar that my picture's on the wall. So I, mean, I know, but the woman who um, didn't want Ming farting up the yeah, room. But be nice, Mike. Be nice. Does Ming even <laughs> fart? Because Dave never farted. Really? I was friends with Dave for twenty years. I heard one. That was it. Nothing. Like every one of my friends, I know their sound. I know their flavor. 
Dave was the one. He was a stealth farter, and I think he was an alien because of that. Wow. No, I, I, I'm not a big, you know, hey, everybody, pull my finger. I'm not that guy either. Oh, so that's the best part of, like, weekend guys trips in Chicago and stuff. Like, you know. No, the nice thing is that whenever we, whenever we go to a con, we get our own room so I can fart as much as I want in my Yeah, own. but if you drive there, though, if you're driving, you got to fart, turn up the heat, lock the windows. It's part of being a man. No, 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 no. Yeah, no I've, I've definitely farted in your car before. Mine? Sure. I'm sure you have. <laughs> well, all that cigar smoke covered it oh, up. Oh, yeah. So. Very so, true. So that, true. That's that fine. worked out. And to, to be honest, I never smoke with Ming in the car. So now I'm going to have to because, yeah. you know, yeah. fucker. No, what's going to, I was going to say, we, we have to do Toledo again. That That's that's seriously one of my favorite trips with all of you guys. That was Toledo. one of mine too. I was going to bring that up because. Um, got Mike to do karaoke. Yeah, I did karaoke. That was good. Um, and I I want to do karaoke again with us, the, the three of us. As we four, should. Four of us, Randy. You better get your ass out there. I uh, did karaoke a few weekends ago with Bob, and I think that was my first time ever. That was great. Or one of my only times I've ever sung. Well, we'll do it again. I was just at a uh, friend's house, or uh, my friend's birthday party, when his friend hosted it, and his entire dining room is a karaoke studio. And I'm talking, like, better stuff than at the bar. right. And it's all mixed properly. There's a like a band mixing board. And I'm like, he had club lights. I'm like, this is a hell of a dining room. <laughs> yeah, we eat here, but we really just do karaoke. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But the one thing about that Toledo trip, besides going over to uh, Tony Paco's, which was yeah. amazing. Um, Dave, place. Dave and I, um, we were hanging out in front of the, the hotel. And the entire strip, this entire downtown area was vacant nobody was there not there was not one tenant in there and it was a couple of old uh old radio stations and we're out there buildings gorgeous yeah edifices beautiful i mean the the facades were fantastic and dave and i were down there he's like we're gonna we're gonna open up this entire area to podcasting this entire route like we're gonna you, we're gonna, we're gonna be Phoenix Podcasting. Actually, I came up with the name, but I said oh. Phoenix Podcasting. He's like, I love it because two, two and into one, it'll be, it's our empire. And I'm like, then why don't we call it Empire Podcast? <laughs> and he's like, that's even better. He's, and so um, Empire Podcasting was born, and I think died there. But you know, um, Dave was a visionary. Dave was a dreamer. Dave. You know, that's what I love most about him is that he had such big plans and I, it just makes you want to be a part of them. And we're uh, we're hoping to carry it on. A lot of people had a lot of questions for us. Um, but I uh, honestly I, and I got a lot of great people around me right now. And I think we're going to make it happen. So yeah. Um, we'll uh, yeah, we'll definitely still be uh, pod brothers. Um yeah, most definitely. I, I, again, you know, his ideas were my ideas half the time, and his, you know, he had half, and I had half, and you know, and we had a lot of lofty goals and aspirations for what this thing was supposed to be and gonna be. Um, and I don't want it to die. I want it to, you know, I want it and the D to be a thing. Um, I want podcast trade to be a thing. You know, that's you know, telling people that he's gone, man. That's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Is, is, is Pod Brothers where you've both used the same microphone but don't realize it until you're talking afterwards? That's so gross, Randy. <laughs> oh, not. 
<laughs> How dare you? Seriously. And it makes for awkward Thanksgiving, so. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. I, I, you know, I can only, it, the first day was one of the hardest days of my life. And since then, I've had to only, like, try to crack jokes. I don't know how else. I always yeah. battle anxiety with comedy. And so if you know that I'm, like, in an uncomfortable situation, straight up dick jokes for hours. Like, that's just how I get through it. Um, and that's really all I can do is I'm thinking about the Lord of Humongous crap and I'm thinking about all the stupid shit we did and the dumb stuff and everything in between. And I just, I can't help but let, and like, but again, the last, you know, how many years of my life, it's just, it's been me and him. And, you know, it's like, kind of like when you see Dave Spade now talking about Farley, like he just, uh, two men, um, actually Patrick, my, uh, with my buddy Charles, we did a chili cook-off, and our t- our team name was Two Krauts, One Cup. Um, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Here, eat my chili. Gave third place. Eat my chili, everybody. <laughs> Luckily, it was at the German club, so, like, it kind of made sense. Um, no, but it's like when you hear Spade talking about Farley, and it's just something's missing. And I'm like, I'm never – like, that dynamic me and him shared, man, and the jokes and the, the bouncing off. And, um, dude, I can't – you know, I have really, really close and good friends, but like nothing like the, what we the dynamic we had for comedy and just shit that was funny and shit that we liked. There wasn't anything we didn't both think was funny or didn't both like, um, except, he, you know, I think the only thing was he smoked. I didn't that, I think everything else was literally, you know, and he liked uh, Dark Crystal and all that, that shit genre. And I didn't. I think that was it. <laughs> What's wrong with Dark Crystal? Ah, the sketches. Come on, man. Let's no. now, labyrinth. You want to talk they, labyrinth? When I talked, no. When I said I didn't like Dark Crystal, they said they started going through the movies. Do you like Labyrinth? Do you like this one? I'm like, no, 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 no. They're like, okay, you don't like that whole genre. I'm like, okay, we nailed it. Good. Bought it in my life. Yeah, Bob don't like puppets, man. Bob don't like Fraggle Rock. I liked Fraggle Rock. Then you should have liked the the labyrinth. Let the music play. Worry for another day. Let the music play. Donna Frag. Yeah, see, I know and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, Randy. Yo, oh, yeah, because his, his Dave's name was actually Wembley Fraggle. That apparently he got when he was younger because he had that awful haircut. Sorry, Anita, but his haircut was awful. Um, <laughs> she cut his hair. And he would always he would always walk like this, and he had this blonde, poofy hair. And so then everyone called him Wembley Fraggle as a, as a youngster. And then it, the, he, he used that as his pseudonym. Like I use Judge Smales as my message board pseudonym. Right. Um, I'm going to bleep that out too. You're, which one? You're say your, your online username. <laughs> no, I spell it different all everywhere. You've Randy is such a sleuth. He finds me on Reddit. Like I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Why? Now I can't post all the stuff I used to on all the. I already got banned by all the politics boards anyway, so I can't post them anymore. So yeah, what's yeah. next? What's next for you guys? What are you? Uh, what town? You know, now that travels opened up a little bit. What are you guys? Where are you guys going? So why well, I, I traveled this past weekend? I got invited to a, a, a Comic Con in Hannibal, Missouri, which is the birthplace of Mark Twain. Uh, a very small town. Didn't know what to expect, but a ton of people came out. For anybody wondering if Comic Cons would come back to like the level that they were before, uh, I have full confidence that we're headed that way. So, are you not shaking hands with people, or what's that look like? I don't know. I, sh- I mean, I'm fully vaccinated. Um, I mean, the laws down there were pretty relaxed, so um, 
Ain't no law down here. I did. I had <laughs> I sanitized after, but you know, like I did any, like I did anyway. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I shook hands. I took pictures. What, what you was doing the here? Movies? Oh, so uh, um, I Are think you, you signed boobies. No, no, movies. Boobies. Those are man boobies. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Kevin teamed up with the guy who did the Safe by the Bell, uh, the Max. He's a Dennis guy. Haskins. No, not unfortunately oh. not Dennis Haskins. No, it was Max. Oh. Max, guy? Yeah, I remember him. No. Yeah, he used to have Doogie Hauser too much. Yeah, teamed up with a guy named Derek who started these pop culture pop-ups, and uh, now they're opening movies up uh, Kevin's fictional restaurant from his movies uh, pretty much all around the country. So it started in L.A. They did one in Red Bank, um, Chicago, Boston. But this week I happen to be in the St. Louis area as they opened up the one down there. So I'm like, well, why – why wouldn't I go? Why the hell wouldn't you go? Yeah, and unlike the one in Red Bank, there you they had they had uh, Mubi's beer, and they had Mubi's CBD seltzer. Well, we had uh, there was Mubi's there or a Mubi's beer. Yeah, you had to go to the brewery to get it though. You couldn't sell it at the the, yeah. the restaurant. But um, I I have no doubt there will be one in Detroit soon. Oh, and, yeah. uh, it's good that you know they 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 took take over a restaurant, turn it into like a week long or two week long pop up. Um, like they'll repaint the walls and. Mm. and uh, it's an immersive experience. The food is really good, though. Yeah, food is and, good. Um, yeah, you guys have like the because Guy Fieri had a pop up, couple pop ups in Detroit, and then we did the math and found out that there's using the Brio's kitchen, right? Uh, and then you get like a you know eighteen dollar cheeseburger and a oh, well, you know yeah okay yeah it is a twenty nine dollar cheeseburger yeah. and tater tots but 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 it's a movie it's, it's, an, it's an immersive experience it's an experience you're, you're there for the atmosphere yeah, yeah it's yeah it's totally yeah and then. They sold out in three minutes. I heard the same. Hey, for twenty nine bucks, O'Halloran better give me a you know what under the table. I'm just I, saying. I don't I, think he'll charge you that much, yeah. Dave, Bob. <laughs> All you gotta do is Dave. ask him. Holy shit! Um, but to yeah, Dave. Yeah, to Dave. But uh, today, but uh, um, yeah. One of the great things about being a comic book man is that uh, you roll in there and they're like, "All right, what Freebies. do you what do you want? Yeah, what Freebies. do you want?" And uh, make, Jen, yeah. <laughs> make Jed cut into their into the the profit margin. What do you want? We take a Randy. picture and, and sign a poster. Yes. Okay. Good. Take it's hater tots. Can did you, you to- uh, did you pull a? Do you know who I am? I did not. I didn't yeah. need to pull that. No, he doesn't. It's it's horrible. Randy, can you go to John Patrick? Uh, like four up. He asked about uh, the tequila rose and oh, fireball. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me. Here we go. Disgusting. The infected, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah the, I, <laughs> well, there you are. Yeah. Did you so, ever? Did you what? So, grossest shots of all time. Have you ever looked these up? There's one that's the. Um, it looks like nut in a shot. They put like the like grenadine and like they drip like cream or Bailey's into it and like drizzles down and it looks like a stifler. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I've had that. You've had that? Yeah. It's babe. It's butterscotch schnapps and uh, Bailey's. Is it? Um, that's uh, a buttery nipple or whatever. Stupid. Slippery nipple. You think? I mean, yeah. It's, it's a buttery one. Butter right. schnapps. Butter butterscotch schnapps. The worst one I've ever seen though is to this day is a uh, the Jersey Shore is the second worst. That's where you take the uh, bar rag and the catcher at the okay. end of the bar and you just dump it into a shot glass. Sure. Uh, we call it a Jersey Shore here. I'm sure you guys call it like a Detroit. Turnpike. Yeah, we call it a, we call it a <laughs> Detroit asshole. Yeah, we call it the, the Oxo Foley here. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there's one, it's called the Bloody Tampon. And if you ever Google it, Google the shot, not the word um, Bloody Tampon shot. 
and it's like they I don't know a napkin, an only fan page. twist up a napkin, drip it, drape it over, and it's like a like tomato juice. It looks like yeah, I guess people order this, you know, as jokes. I hope that sounds awesome. Yeah, like the red eye drinking a red eye. A oh, red oh, eye. God, this sounds no, Speaking of that, like the in cocktail, the hot bar was TGI Fridays. Yes, and the TGI Fridays on the on the busiest street corner in Detroit on Holland Shaner um, closed down recently, and that's the place we used to go to in our early twenties. And it was like three deep at the bar, couldn't get a table, and it just closed. And it's like a part of me's gone. Shots fired at the TGI Fridays. Shots fired. You saw the Even though I haven't been there in eighteen years, I'm shocked that it closed. You know. Of course, because you probably went there when you were underage, and they would serve you because they didn't care. They were TGI Fridays. Yes. So I went to Budweiser in college, and that was the place we went to on Friday because our Fridays were short. Um, and that's where we went. Yeah, but it's closed. It's gone. See, that's what you get for bringing up a red eye, which is the, probably the second worst drink ever. Yes. Which is beer. What is it? Beer, tomato juice, and an egg? Beer, tomato juice, and an egg yolk. Oh. Not even what an egg. That? Oh, now that's the one thing. One of the things that on my bucket list is to I don't know the um, God bless it the law from cocktail. What is it? Not Murphy's law. Um, uh, Coglin's law. Coglin's law. Thank you. And I don't know. I don't know it. So I need to memorize it. All right, Coglin's law. Uh, well, there are like fifteen of them. So. Yeah. Oh. Never well, get high on your own supply. Whatever um, happened to that dude, Brian? He died in cocktail. How could he? You know. Yeah. Well. He, and he stabbed himself with a, a Louis tray, right? A bottle of Louis tray. He did. I think he did. Well, that's the other weird, weird part. So, like, Dave only sang one karaoke song. <laughs> the Humpty Dance. Yes. So, not not but two weeks after, Shock G passes away. Yes. I thought that was um. I don't even. I don't want to use the word. Not fitting, but coincidental for sure. Well, no, because we figured he, he found out that no one else is ever going to sing his karaoke song again. He had no will to live anymore. Um, you know, that's not true. I'm going to carry on that tradition. I just gotta... someone has to. I couldn't do it. Like I, I've been to karaoke twice since, and I'm like, I wanted to, and I couldn't do it. And yeah, then I wanted to do it again, and I couldn't do it. I don't think I'll ever be able to. Someone else can. Yeah, I think we should all do it. That'll uh, we should. We should the Humpty Dance, sure. Yes. Why not? Yeah, like group group Humpty Dance. Yes, I think that's fitting. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking at the screen for the lyrics on that one. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike definitely got once got busy in a Burger King bathroom, I so see. it all it all works out. That's right. <laughs> there would be nothing worse Fun. than the arguments that me and him would have about God damn it, Dave. Will you pick something new? Like for the love of Christ. Find something else. Like, we'll take this thing from Rawhide, Dave. Come on. Anything. No, he would do um, uh, the Rainbow Connection uh, Muppets. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that'll bring down the house. Right. Right. Or it's a wonderful world, Louis Armstrong. So, like, if we were at a karaoke bar for like three hours and he was feeling like he would have to like go up there and I'm like, you can't do it again. You can't do Humpty Dance again, dipshit. You know, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing Waltz and Matilda. That's that's no. all. Yeah, beer barrel polka, you know. Sure, <laughs> it's something that's public domainy. Happy I, birthday! Uh, I uh, I blame you two for for getting me in trouble with my parents at the age of 46. Because <laughs> you know when I come to Detroit, I would come and hang out with you guys all the way in in you know Ferndale or Royal Oak or wherever, and um, 
you know, we would close down whatever bar we were at. And then I would get home at like four in the morning. And, you know, I'm staying at my parents' house in Ann Arbor. And they're like, what the hell were you doing last night? Where were you? Yeah. Where were you? You're I'm like, grounded. Oh. It's like, and, and it was, grounded. And, and, and I was like, Mama, I, I was podcasting. I was podcasting with my buddies, Bob and Dave. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you still lie to your parents? Of Holy course, crap. Was, no, not true. I was podcasting. And like, then we went out to drink. Um, that was, was the first time I hung out with you. Mom. Yeah. But it was like it got to, it was like every night I was coming home at four in the morning. They're like, what the hell? You live you under this roof. You follow my rules. Right, right. Yeah. Remember 20 years ago you got an A minus in physics, Ming? Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Like, why, Such a disappointment. Why do you smell like the temple bar? I was like, well, How, why do you know what the temple bar smells like, Mom? Because I was because <laughs> I was at the temple bar. So did um, you guys ever watch the Detroiters? Did we ever talk about this? Uh we did. I did not watch it yet. So Temple Bar was the, their bar. Yeah. So yeah, that that to me that's one of the better shows ever written. Like it's shocking how many people never watched it, especially local here. Um, my favorite episode I got to, to this day is they worked on the fourth floor. They were like an advertising agency for like late night commercials, um, and the third floor was empty. So he had the his toilet uh, like uh, nightside bed thing. So he had like you know magazines and baby wipes and for, like the good toilet paper, and he would go like, "Oh, go down the third floor." Well, then uh, like two weeks later, a, a dot com moves in a tech company, and like decimates the third floor, so they didn't have any place clean they could poop oh. and ruin their whole life. And I know, <laughs> I felt I felt for because I I've been there before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to watch that. Detroiters. The, the Detroiters. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, Jason Sudeikis, I think, produced it. It was really uh-huh. well written. Um I like so, it. But, but their corner bar was Temple Bar. So everybody was so my actually my daughter's big into drama and they had an extras casting. So I took my daughter. So then they're like, hey, you need to take pictures. You know, I'm like, nah, I don't, you know, I'm not here for me. So then everybody's going, Hey, we gotta call the producers to get you at the end of the bar at Temple Bar when they're shooting there. So that was like my big, you know, trying, not my break, because I don't need a break, you know, sure. just to be at the end of the bar and a temple during a, but I, back in the day, though, because I went to Wayne State, remember like Ming, that one time we took you to all the cast corridor bars? Uh, I was about to bring that up, but one of my fondest memories was the first time I podcasted with you guys at yeah. your, your old one room studio. Afterwards, we're like, oh, we got a, we got a good night planned for you. We went to Nancy Whiskey. Yep. We went to old Miami. Uh, yep. We went to that bowling alley. And uh, Garden Bowl, Garden Bowl. We may have hit one more place, and uh, Bronx. yeah, we went to Bronx. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was an awesome night. So thank you guys for that. No, well, uh, well, that see the thing is like Cass Quarter went through a kind of a a low time, if you don't mind me saying, yeah. um, where it's not all bike paths and high rent like it is today. Um, but Temple Bar, you'd have to get buzzed in the back door. Like so I remember my friend taking me, not even fifteen years ago. Where like the, you know you couldn't get it you couldn't walk in the front door right and now it's all quick and frat boys and you know packed and you know I wonder if Larry knows I don't I don't I haven't I wasn't friends with Larry but I know Dave was close to them so. uh yeah Larry the the bartender who was seemed he was I mean he lived there basically he was there every time we were yeah there. yeah but that was the uh, that was the night where I uh, I heated Randy for, I think for the first time. Um, Randy would put twenty dollars in the jukebox and play like Norwegian, like heavy metal, and then laugh. <laughs> See, you know, one of my fondest memories. One of my fondest. I could do this all day. Like one of my fondest memories. Three weeks later, 
when we used to go to Selena's next to the podcast studio <laughs> and across the street, we found out there's a place called FRMC. And so we Google it and we find out it's the fourth Reich motorcycle club. And we're like, it's a goddamn racist motorcycle club across the street. So what do we do when we look up the uh, AMI jukebox? They have a digital jukebox. Yes. Uh-huh. Guess what we do? Top 50 gayest songs ever and run down the list. Put 20 bucks in the jukebox and start <laughs> playing as Raining Men, Share Do You Believe, Britney Spears, like the Blue Oyster Bar, and just went down the list. And then Dave would go and have a smoke and watch the guys come outside. <laughs> red face. Looking left and right, who's doing this? And every time that we'd see more than three bikes out in front, we would throw in five bucks and play uh, a few songs for the for those fine fellows. Yes, rainbow connection. Nice. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That was a tradition. Anytime you were across the street at Selena's, like, hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's fast pass a bunch of songs over to the uh, FRMC for sure. Right. Priority play. You know. Cheers, Dave. This is going to be a rough night. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> halfway through this bottle. At least you're home. <laughs> sure. I got to go upstairs, though, on crutches. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or you can call the Teamsters over to help you up. Oh, I need a, no, I need a, like a crane. <laughs> no, I want, I want the Teamsters, man. No cranes in the house. So are we, uh, other than Toledo, are you coming for Astronomicon in uh, October? Well, one thousand percent. Um, I'm I'm supposed to shoot them a video so they can announce me, and I, I've been too lazy to do it. But uh, I will do it tomorrow. See now, um, you need to say there's no Ming without Mike. You need to stand up for your buddy. Andre. Unfortunately, right now I'm tethered to the stash until at least July. How's the new place doing, by the way? Fantastic. Uh, we're busier than ever, and you know it's it's amazing. It's, it's all because of this guy. I don't want to take full credit. It's well, Kevin, Kevin set me on the path and uh, got a couple of helpers along the way. You know, Ernie O'Donnell helped me figure out how to do all the shit that we wanted to do. How far are you from Connecticut? Uh, About a couple hours, maybe two hours, maybe. Yeah. Why? Um, Because I keep watching uh, Barstool Sports, the pizza. Uh, oh, Portnoy doing the. Uh, I gotta go to that street in Connecticut with those four yep. with Peppies and yep. yeah, uh, Sally's Peppies. Yeah, and the, so the that's, that's on my bucket list. So, um, if I can make it this summer, I'm gonna come out for like a three four day weekend. Fantastic, Peppies is amazing. We I, have, I, uh, I, I, their I will, clam pie is to die for. Man. But you can't fly into Connecticut, so I'll fly into Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Stay there and just do a day trip for the pizza. Sure, dude, we'll go with you for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so hooked on those. Uh, he did buddies and uh, all the pizza r- around here. He missed a bunch of them, but um, I, I follow. Like, it. we'll take you to a couple places around here that you're gonna love. I'll take I, want you- some ta- I need some Taylor ham in my in my belly. We have. Uh, we'll, we'll get you the like five pound roll to take home. Exactly, and we got Johnny pork rolls across the oh. street. See now, I gotta ask you a question, Mike. You're the perfect person to ask. In watching Wandavision. And watching yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm effing lost as a human being. So I got to watch the screen crush uh, Easter eggs uh, afterwards, and then I watch it again, and then I go, "Oh, so now do you watch this shit? You know everything that's going on, pretty much." Yeah. God bless it, Mike. I hate you for that. I why but, he put in the work? Yeah, <laughs> I, no, no, not being funny. 
<laughs> he read everything and, and remembered yeah. it. So yeah, I, yeah because I, like when he, you're U.S. agent, I'm sure there's like you and like ten thousand or a thousand other guys who are like, Ooh! and then guys like me are like. What the hell? What the hell's U.S. agent? Yeah, why? Why are people going? Ooh, it doesn't really matter though, because yeah, it's all I, internally consistent to the show. You don't need yeah. to know the comic book backstories. Yeah, you need to know that, but thank you, Randy, and he's absolutely right. I mean, it doesn't make me mad. Wandavision made me mad because I'm like, Ugh. but like Falcon and Soldier is not making me mad. But there's so many see. nods to the comic books that I didn't read. That I, I feel left out, Mike. That's the thing. I'm just, oh, you're not left out, Bob. This is all for you. You had the slog through the first three and a half episodes before things started to make some semblance of sense with WandaVision. I but, almost didn't watch it. I almost gave up on it. And no, that's only because of the pandemic. They were going to show them all three at once. and Yeah. If it up. everyone didn't go on Facebook and say episode four, holy shit, I would have been done after episode one. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. And but even after I watched the first two, I'm like, all right, I I understand. Holy shit, was that full? I don't know. Foolish. It was foolish. It was, it was fuller. It was a lot fuller. Yeah. Um. But no, it's you. You watch at your own pace, and it will make sense. That's the nice thing about Marvel. They don't pull this. Uh, Joss Whedon comes in for Zack Snyder bullshit on you. But so. the detail, though, it's amazing. Like the license plate coordinates with when Wolverine was in that town. Yeah. And I'm like, are you effing kid? Like graffiti on the wall. Yeah. Like it's nuts. Like the uh, which is really weird. If if you look at um, the pictures in the background on the cap exhibit, they have a picture of a woman taking a picture of steve holding up the taxi door oh my god so yeah it's like you see his point of view and someone else taking a photo right. it was weird <clears throat> his, and i'm like really wow. holy crap they, these are people with with eyes to detail i always like taking pictures of people taking selfies of themselves especially at restaurants <laughs> doing one of these you know yeah. Yeah, especially back in the, the 40s with one of those, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So I have two regrets in my life, speaking okay. of that. Um, one is oh, I got married in 02, and we used to always do the selfies. That's not a regret. That's not a regret. No, no, We used to always do the no, selfies. No. I, I used to have a little Casio or Canon, you know, the digital. Oh, yeah, sure. like, the power the, shot, yeah. Play megapixel, and we yeah. used to always do the selfies because I had long arms. And uh, when we were gonna, when we got married at St. Joe's Church, one of the nicest churches I've ever been to in my life, down in Detroit, in Eastern Market. Right after we got married in the altar, I wanted to turn around to the crowd and do a selfie, and I completely forgot. And you'll never, you can't have that moment back. And we got amazing pictures, but like, yeah, that was the one where I'm like, oh my god, as many times as we took selfies. I think you had a couple things on your mind there, Bob. What's that? Like, holy shit, I got married to a really hot woman. <laughs> what are you saying to yourself? It's like, oh crap! She loves hearing that. By the way, when when everybody yells at Bob that he that he uh, upsold, yeah, yeah, she's like, well, what did I do? I downsold. I'm like, well, I don't listen. I mean, I, all you know. women downsell. If if they didn't, they'd all be lesbians and smart. I guess. Yeah. Good point, Mike. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. We're going to we're going to Mexico uh, this Friday for eight days to celebrate her birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Mrs. Waltenspiel. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not gonna, we're going to be in Mexico for Cinco de Mayo. Too bad they don't give a shit oh, about it. 
Yeah, no, they don't. It's yeah, it's just May fifth to them. <laughs> so Astronomicon moving to Ann Arbor. Um, yeah, I don't know if Ann Arbor is ready for this. I don't know if they realize how bad their facility is going to smell like Mary Jane. And, and, um, and, and uh, yeah, the place in Sterling Heights reeked all day, not just of the jackets, but of every, like, I don't know if the, this hotel is going to, if they, if they, they had to have told them. I did, hope so. Did they, did they have yeah, to? Did they really have to, Bob? Had to. Do you think if, I, I know. Before we go any further, let me tell you about marijuana. Because <laughs> you're going to smell it. Well, I don't think they told any of the other venues because there were signs all over the place. Please don't smoke marijuana in the uh, common areas. Right. And please don't smoke marijuana in your rooms right. if they're a non-smoking right. Both which were resoundingly ignored. Of course yeah, they were. So, I'm not going to lie, though. Astronomicon, hands down is my favorite Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my <laughs> for, God. For yeah. many the, uh, it's that, but... Uh, just well, so. they cram... You know, they don't make the, you know, the Celebro be like the Cedar Point, you know, get in line for the Maverick. Yeah. We have to, you know, these this chain... Like, everyone's just kind of sitting next to each other. And, like, I'll never forget the guy who was sitting next to me at the bar. He's asked, talking about pizza, and I'm telling him where to go and eat this and eat that. And then I walk by, and I go... Holy shit, that was Michael Myers. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and then uh, what's his name from Bill Mosley from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses? You know, we gave him White Castle and then he tweets about it and then, you know, uh, Instagrams about it. And then we, every time I walk by, I'm like, well, I'm going to go on a White Castle run. I mean, you don't get to talk to people like that at like the no. other cons. It's yeah. everyone's with everyone. I mean, that's right. Uh, interviewed Anthony and Michael Hall, like, hands down one of the coolest moments of my life. Like, are you kidding me? This guy's cracking jokes with me. And he used to tell Dave, he looked like John Hughes. So I'm like, <laughs> that's the last thing Dave needs that ego trip that he looks like John Hughes. They probably made his year, you know, but no, it's a great con. I love It's so awesome. They bring you guys. And oh, I mean, that was, uh, uh, what's it, whatchamacallit from clerks, man. That was the first time he's first con he's ever oh, yeah, done. Jeff Anderson. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Anderson's Anderson, first con for sure. I uh, yeah, I have you. Uh, I have a picture of you guys getting an autograph from uh, Tiny Lister for sure. So I don't. <laughs> Zeus, I have one too. I have uh, a picture of me getting choked by Papa Shango, one of my favorites. <laughs> um, and that was the one where Scott Hall um, turned the lights off on on the bathroom. Oh, yep. there's Jimmy. Cheers, brother. Hey, Jimmy, what's up, Jimmy Lee? <laughs> one of the Blast. so this is the worst. Oh. One of the worst. This is one of the worst things. So we go to Jimmy's family's restaurant in Monroe. I ate everything. Yes. And then here I am so disgustingly overstuffed. We go to the bar in Monroe. Yes. And I can only drink shots of Jaeger to try to get my stomach to settle. And I'm farting every 30 seconds for an hour and a half. And guess who walks in? Effing Kelly Kelly from WWE. (laughs) Rop dead striking gorgeous ming introduces me uh-huh ming introduces me because he's talking to her and i go yeah bye nice to meet you and i went to at the end of the bar <laughs> farted farted again 
And I had an in because my friend is a WWE wrestler that has a Marina in Monroe. So I was gonna that was gonna be my in, and I was gonna marry Kelly Kelly, turn Mormon, and then my my dreams have been dashed because I because I ate so much at Jimmy's family's restaurant, the most amazing food. Was that when you walked in in the bathroom? Yes, I got walked into. I told the guys to uh, they had the ceiling fan above us going like a thousand miles an hour, and I would fart, and then it would. Instantly hit the ceiling fan and they go everywhere. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, just shared with everybody. And then I finally got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try to poop and be done with this because I'm going through a living hell right now. And of course, uh, Wilbur, the guy that was at the bar, uh, walks in on me. So I'm yelling bloody hell for him to get out and he wouldn't get out right away. And I'm like, yeah, we were supposed to be guarding the door. I had no lock. Oh, and then, you know, it's one of those. It was a, and, and this I is, mean, we yelled at him. What are we going to do? Jump up and get in the way. Yeah. And wow. then, uh, didn't Dave get us out of a, a like a gang fight? Yeah. Cause I was, I took over the jukebox. Yeah. And he played his Norwegian play. shit. And these guys playing pool were getting pissed. No, I think I was playing uh, like nineties pop or like EDM or something. Yeah, our usual. Yeah, yeah. then Dave went outside, had a smoke, talked him off the ledge. He had a Cobra Kai shirt, so he showed him a picture like Johnny Lawrence with us. And, and, you know, how we went drinking with him one night. And these guys were like, oh, you guys are all right. And they came in, and we, like, bought shots for him. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dave (laughs) saved us from getting All because of Randy. All because of Randy. And I couldn't help in the fight because I was pooping. So, I mean, yeah, all downhill. He was incapacitated. You're you're (laughs) flinging your poo at them. Yeah. Hey, if you got you got to win, you got to win, man. No holes barred, man. Whatever it takes. Yeah, but the rocky no, no, no holes barred. By the way, not holds. Yeah, no holes barred. That's what I said. No holes right. barred. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Rocky Four soundtrack almost got us beat up. Oh come but, on! But uh, a big shout out to China Express and Monroe. Uh, I ate everything too. I didn't have the shits, but yeah. uh, but you know, well, he's, no, he's, that was their first. Me and Big Mark were their first. And the food just started coming out yep. and, and more and more. And it was so good. I kept eating. It was kind of like Philly cheesesteak. So yep. Once you have the pats, then you take a bite of Geno's. You have to finish the Geno's one. Yep. I don't, it was that good. Delicate. Really ate, ate everything. Mark, you know, a big Mark still goes down there once in a while for like special occasions. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's like an hour and a half drive for us, but like, yeah, it's totally worth it. I, uh, I took my mom there. And then uh, you know, you know, Jimmy welcomed us. Jimmy's uh, uh, Jimmy's family works there as well. And then you know, then all of a sudden I look over. Our mom's talking to his his mom and his aunt, and they're telling me and Jimmy like they're just comparing like what we've done wrong in life. Oh, of course, and all, like, <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, Jimmy needs a girlfriend. Like Ming Ming Ming. He needs to do something with Ming, his life. Ming comes, he needs comes to get home real, at four o'clock in the morning yeah, after podcasting. Yeah. What is this podcasting yeah, I keep hearing? Yeah, about? who are these who are these hooligans he's hanging out with? Yes. Uh, what's wrong with their families? Like what do they come from good families? Like no. we don't know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was pretty great. They were uh it, it yeah, I was like, Oh man, I what what did I do? Why yeah. were you not a doctor, Ming? Why are you not a PhD in math? Yes, that's exactly it. So yeah, it was uh yeah, it was a horror. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they became quick friends, but over our our your our, mutual shame over yes. over the shame you brought over to our, our slackerism, your, the yes. shame you brought to your family for yes. sure. Yes. So, how are you going to maintain Ann Arbor, your home? Like, you're going to be? Are you going to be like get a king's throne to sit in? Like, are you holding court? What What's the plan? I feel like I should. I mean, that's my that's my town, man. But 
I'm just hoping it's still standing after Astronomicon. Oh, my God. Now, I mean, granted, Ann Arbor, Mike, uh, for many years was the home of an annual event. I believe it was on 420 called Hash Bash. Hash Bash, yeah. Before any legalization, uh, people 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 would just gather for years on that date and just smoke. Some people would get arrested. But it was no, a, $5 tickets, though. Oh, $5 tickets, right? Well, they raised it to 25 <laughs> I hear. Right. I've, yeah. I've been checking out the comments. Yeah. For So for years, it was kind of, you know, and it was a progressive town. Let's go smoke weed there once a year and, you know, uh, be champions of marijuana. Um, and now, yeah, now they, I don't think they really do that anymore. They don't have to. Um, they were all, there was also a tradition, Mike, the last day of classes, there's a thing called the Naked Mile. Yeah, Greg just, Greg just corroborated. It was yeah, a five dollar. No, that's that's what Mike's reading. That's how I was reading that. Oh, <laughs> I see yet. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. Shut up, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Bob. Yeah. So I thought Naked it was Mile, like it was true. Naked Mile was a thing where uh, some some of the more uh, freer students would, would get naked and run a mile around campus. Um, uh, I didn't do it. Yeah. But uh, my, I remember Shrinking. this is before digital cameras. So I remember my roommate uh, came home once and he had a, he had a, the stack from Walgreens, the, the, mm-hmm. like the one hour photo. Right. He's like, dude, 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 check these out. I'm like, what's the, what's going on? It's like I took pictures at the Naked Mile. I'm like, oh, it's mostly oh. dudes. It's mostly dudes, yeah. and they were, you know, it was dark. They do it at night, right. and he uses flash. But they were like, you could see like a, a girl's ass, but it was all blurry. And I was like, really, you were Dude, that? This you is were like, that desperate. This is '80s blocked uh, porn channel. Yeah, desperate. Yeah, desperate. yeah. Oh, but now you hadn't watched it long enough, and you squint in your eyes, you you could get a nipple. You could see one, yeah, maybe. Yeah, in a Mac. But yeah. I know the worst. I think the worst thing that I was embarrassed about Ming, you might have been in this boat with me, is ASCII porn. Um, when the computer's in the basement, <laughs> and you would bring up ASCII porn, then you would walk to the other end of the basement because yes. it would become clear right. of the amber sands and the number signs making out a boob. Right, and then yeah, you could actually see it from the other side of the basement. Yeah, if you crossed your eyes, it was like a magic eye puzzle. It was like, yeah, it was. It, it was <laughs> that's the height of desperation, right there. It's though. a schooner. <laughs> it's not it's, you dumb bastards have you seen him lately oh, uh, oh ethan suplee yeah, yeah. yeah oh my god yeah. yeah he's got a really great podcast called uh, american glutton if uh, anybody wants to he looks uh, like mr universe right now you know it's mike gotta take a piss I gotta pee, yes. but keep going yes all that malort you drank mike i know malort. i know bladder like a three-year-old man so are you uh what other guests are going to be at astronomicon uh, I got to check. Um, I don't know. I th- they've made like three announcements. So, but I mean, you know, them. they'll, uh, they'll get, they'll get plenty of people over there. I have no yeah, doubt. Just, you know, you wonder with uh, everybody, you know, I think everybody's starting to get back to normal. There's, you know, yeah, no, I, uh, the con I went to, uh, 6,000 people and, uh, it was, wow, really? Yeah. 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 I know in, in the small town of Hannibal, Missouri, that's a lot. And, uh, yeah, everybody looked. Everyone had a great time. Like Every, pictures, handshakes, hugs, all. Yeah, over. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think by by August, uh, everyone will be well on their way to being vaccinated. And uh, yeah, okay. I, I mean, it's tough to do a, an event with. Uh, you know, you got to be six feet apart. You got to. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not. You either that, do or you don't. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's just, and that's gonna be the weird thing, man. My first con because I was like. That was me and his, me and Dave's, like, bond. That was our thing. That was our bond. That was, you know, I was sport coat and T-shirt guy. He was hockey jersey guy. You know what I mean? It was a Jay and Silent Bob thing. You know, it's like totally one without the other. 
It's like, well, now what? So now it's like, you know, I'm not going to not go to these things because it's still the, you know, that's my love, man. It's I got so much crap that I've bought from those things over the years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just, you know, uh, I mean, no, just the memories, the people we've interviewed, the people yeah. we talked to, like those drops that we got. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember you have so many drops. I'm like, is this the show? And uh, you, oh, no, everyone hated up. our intro so much. And I go, bitch about our intro and we will fucking double it. We will make it, you know. Um, this was the one we uh, I got it like two months ago. Um, if the stupid Apple come up in time, um, yeah, no rush. <laughs> no, 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 it's not a rush. I, it's love, I love the beginning of the show. William Hung, and you're listening to Bob and Dave on the IT in a D show. She bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby, but she moves, she moves. I go crazy. That was hands down. Thank the you, $20 I ever spent in my entire life. And the fact that he did his cameo in the car yes. is even worth more money to me. Oh, 100%. He's like, hey, I got to go get groceries. You know, <laughs> goddamn it, I got to hit out three cameos. Yeah. Actually, no, he was driving Uber. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're at your destination. That's one of my favorite things to do as a human being, by the way is when everybody's playing the jukebox and you sneak in the priority play of Rocket Man by William Hung. <laughs> and then people look at you going, did you play this, Bob? Like, it's I can't even hide it anymore because everybody knows I play this right. shit. Right. You know, Chuck Mangione feels so good. Like, everybody knows that's my dumbass <laughs> playing it. Um, like, Rocket Man, so, it's so bad it, it, from it, with, when he sings it. But, like, I think it's hilarious. And then pe- I've gotten people, like, mad at me where they wanted to, like, throw down, give the bartender ten dollars to cut it, that kind of shit. I'm like, I'm just laughing, you know. Why don't why don't you do Leonard Nimoy's if I had a hammer? Is it in the AMI library? Maybe you know we gotta look for that. And uh William Shatner's uh Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. But see now that was a that was a Hamtramck bar thing because there's like five thousand bars in like a 0.5 square mile radius and they all got AMI jukeboxes so they would do drive-bys all the time. And like middle of summer, you would hear Chipmunks Christmas songs, and, <laughs> you know. But then they found out that feels so good. Chuck Mangione is seven forty seven minutes forty three seconds long, oh, and it's the best fifty cents you'll ever spend because it oh, goes yeah. on for days, and it just starts off. So this is this is another good story. We're in Milwaukee. Um, I got to DJ this German festival, and we go to the Milwaukee Broad House, and it's loud and it's packed, and they got a jukebox. And I go, I'm playing Chuck Mangione because I think I'm funny. And I put the priority play in, and all of a sudden, <laughs> bartender runs as fast he can. Clip next. Oh, damn! They actually made the sign. It was kind of like the sign in a, the hot chick, or like no, no, uh, you know, no uh, punching the strippers or whatever. It was like bartenders have the result in in brass. Bartenders have the right to cut any song they feel. So like it must have been a thing there. Like they has to they has to be the good stuff. Uh, excuse me, can I get my fifty cents back? And then you get <laughs> that's the worst part is they don't refund you the credits when the yeah. venue skips the song. No, so my my corner bar, it's a new bartender, and they don't know who I am. And she clipped a song. I was there with one of my uh, neighbors. It was used to be a DJ, and we're talking about old music. And I go, oh my god, I got to hear that track. And we, I played it, and she clips it. And I, I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I gotta, I gotta keep up the, 
uphold the bar. And I'm like, there's eight people here. We're four of them. She slaps a dollar bill on the table like I'm a cheap whore. And I'm like, so, of course, I crumpled it up and throw it back. And I'm like, I'm never coming back here again. But I don't have any choice because it's the only bar across the street from my house. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's like, ah, you're back here when you said you weren't going to be. Yeah, I know. Fuck I know. you. Here's some Chuck Mangione for you. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll do drive-bys now, play chipmunks, play, you know. Yeah, so you what else going on your world, guys? You guys created a monster. I, I didn't know about the AMI and TouchTunes apps until we met you. I was like, holy crap. Changed my life. That was my favorite. That was my favorite thing out. Dave's an idiot. Half of half of our love was fighting with each other. And he used to always go, I don't buy music. I'm like, bitch, you spend $20 at least playing songs you only hear once on the jukebox at the yeah. bar. And he's like, Well, that's different. I'm like, what what do you, you don't buy music? Yeah. That was the that was the beauty of it. Me and him. Uh, I always have you guys to thank for that. Well, no, not just that. Your pocketbook, that, you know. Oh, I got that too. But yes, <laughs> that was. Um, did you ever hear? So back in the early days of the podcast, we used to bring our kids in the studio for um, on voting day, and we would podcast like what the kids think dad does for a living and all that. <laughs> and one of my favorite things is Dave starts yelling at my oldest daughter, who was like maybe ten or eleven at the time, yeah. and she brought her friend, who was a drama. Like they were both in drama together, and. She's like, why do you guys watch YouTube videos of people playing video games? And the girl goes, Mr. Dave, Mr. Dave, Mr. Dave, don't you watch hockey on television? And he goes, well, sure. And she goes, well, why don't you just go outside and play it? And I'm like, oh, dude, like 11-year-old girl. Dang. down off that. Tammy says, we could tell when Dave was already at whiskey by what was playing in the jukebox when we pulled up. Uh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, my friend Jill is all uh, who lives in in, uh, in 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 the area now. I was like, why every time I go into a bar, every time I meet you at a bar, why is Real American by Rick Derringer playing? <laughs> I'm like, well, you can blame me because I did put it on, but you can blame Bob and Dave for uh, that. For was uh, there? You were about an hour late to whiskey the last time I think you were in town, and I had all the Rick Derringer, Rocky Four. And like an hour and 15 minutes in, Flash Gordon comes on. And so help me God, you were sitting in the parking lot waiting yep. for the <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And you come walking in, Flash. Ah! I'm like, how did you time that? So it couldn't have been better timing. It was like literally like, you know, it was literally like Hulk Hogan come through the curtain. The real <laughs> American. Here's the dun, 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 dun. It comes through the curtain. Yeah. That was That's you. Cool called fate my friend and destiny yeah, yeah. and i don't mess with either of those but yeah yeah you had to go the, the, so on my spotify playlist i do have an 80s montage madness um when we used to do the penguin party we did the 80s party dave would run the bar i would dj all the music right at midnight without fail i would start with the nerd rap from revenge of the nerds <laughs> and then i would play um like win in the end you're the best around win in the end from uh teen wolf by the way Yes. One of my favorite songs of all time. Win in the end. Mike, you know that one, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? I know, right? Um, but then I would play uh, a Flash Gordon. And I'll never forget some one of the regulars here screaming at me, I'm not playing Time Warp because it's a nerd party. And I go, that's 1979, you son of a bitch. This is 80 through 89, period. You know, I was such a purist, like, yeah. arrogant teacher that I wouldn't I refuse to play time work because it was 79 or 78 or I don't even care what year anymore. I have standards. You sure. do, you do. 
but the nerd wrap at midnight that that'll go uh, and that's uh, penguin con's going on this year it's going to be virtual again um that's uh, one of the ones that's one of the ones you got to come in for ming i that, the, um, when it's back in person i will be there yeah sure. just i mean even for like just to speak i mean it's all small room um if you don't know what it is mike it's uh it's like an open source convention it started off as but if you know something you teach something okay. so at every hour there's 13 or 15 rooms going on with people teaching. Like if you know comics, you're going to be like comic book intro for dummies and you're going to teach a class on you know, where to start and how to, you know, we did podcasting and job search and resume, you know, like all the IT and the D we kind of are merged worlds. Um, but again, I'm not doing those by myself. Like those yep. were me and him, the 10 yep. commandments of networking. That was me and him. Like how the hell am I going to do any of this shit by myself? I don't want to, I don't, it's, it's, I gotta, you know, I want to carry it on, but I mean, what the hell am I supposed to do? You partner with people, man. You partner with people. Yeah, rotating. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have to rotate it, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll be we'll, we'll be honored to be on the list. No, sure. you are on the list. You'll always be on the list. I mean, consider you guys. You know, you're <laughs> thank God not just pod family, your family. But you know, that's the thing. I got when I talked earlier about having a good group around me. I, I sincerely do. There a lot, a lot of people came out and just is like, hey, man, whatever you need, I got you. Even people that weren't even, um, oh, see, John's oh, going to um, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I've all I've heard is about these uh, these amazing room parties at PenguinCon. So. They open up, Mike, if he, I think we've told you the story a thousand times, but for those that don't know, like the third floor is for parties. The Hilton, or not the Hilton, the, the Westin, basically says, we're, we're just let it go. So if your door's open, you you anyone can come in. So there's people that do like the Harry Potter room parties and like there's a Jurassic Park and they have like signature drinks and we did one out in St. Louis. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That, uh, um, uh, Archon, Archon, Archon. Yes, we went to Archon and they did. They had a Mystery Science Theater room. Ooh, Satellite of Love, and it was tremendous. Yeah, they took all the beds and all that crap oh, moved against God. the wall. Like yeah, we took all the we took all the beds out. I had professional DJ equipment. Because here's the here's the story. So the first year, we brought in a Bluetooth speaker and a case of Valentine vodka, and we realized very quickly that this isn't going to cut it. No. So I'm like, hey, falling down beer. We got the the church pumps or whatever, and then I got my DJ stuff and all the lights, and I'll play 80s. Cause that's what I do. And uh, we we made uh, we got cheap vodka and high C blue and red made health and mana drinks in like a self-service thing oh god and then brought in some like eight percent uh angry beaver brown ale and some ipa stuff and just threw and we gave out like i think 1100 wristbands randy over the course of yeah something like that yeah it was insane so we had to have like four people doing the door the room was like three thousand degrees oh my god booze badly yeah yeah the next day everyone just kept bringing me beer so like i didn't eat crap I couldn't leave, you know, and there's only one bathroom and it's always full. So I'm like, you know, yeah, it was, it, it was the best of times is the worst of times. <laughs> but again, you don't, and then you just leave out in the hallway. There's 400 people in the hallway. And then you're like, you're going to go to that room. We're going to go to this room. And it's just this free for all. And it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it since. And I don't think I'll ever see anything like it after, but you know, all I do know is I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> thing, Bob. So, some days it feels yeah. like it. Some days. 
by the time you see me, though, hopefully I'll be walking. So normal. Thank, yeah, thank God. Walking like a natural man. Does that mean we can go back to Polish Village? Yes. yes. Okay. No, see, now Polonia always catered our um, – you have two places we've got to go to. There's the Polish Yacht Club and the Polish Sea League, and there's Polonia. Okay. So, yeah, there's many – there's a few places. Then there's a place called Polka. I hope oh. out in Sterling Heights or Troy. That's more high-end Polish, but they have a great bar. Um, me and my friend Charles always go. They had cream, like the creamed herring appetizers and um, big, huge mugs of beer, like the big uh, German, you know, the, the big Moss beers. The big. Do you still have your goblets, by the way? We Hold do. Hold on. So, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> yes. Oh, you got them embroidered, didn't you? No, there are pins in there. Mine are. I still have to get mine etched. Ah, it'll be. So that was because awesome David, Ming, and Mike on all drinking Polish. goblet beers at Polish Village, and Mike commented how much he liked them. So I found them on Amazon, shipped them to the. Did I ship them to the podcast studio or the podcast? Yes, was the podcast uh, it was the podcast studio. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and David bought me one to bring home. Oh, geez, oh, from the bar. From the bar. <laughs> you guys that's, are awesome. that's, that's so classic, Dave. Yep. Give me the glass. I don't care what it uh, <laughs> and and you somehow got it home. You somehow got it back. I did, and it it got home. I mean, these things are, are thicker than God, so well, they're three pounds a piece. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, literally I could and that stupid that laugh. That that guy had. I don't. There's no one I've ever heard since. There's no one I'll ever hear after. That you would hear it clear across a loud bar, and you're like, I gotta hang out with that fucking guy. Like that yep. was just, you know, that I just good. get this, you know, get this crowd going of just, you know, and listening to just telling stupid stories and laughing. He would laugh at his own jokes, which he's the only one I've ever met that could pull that off. Like you yeah. never got mad at him. No, like if Ming laughed at his own jokes, you'd be like, "You stupid asshole!" Well, I always do. Yeah, you stupid asshole. Yeah, I, I love laughing at my own jokes. I'm very funny to yourself. Yeah, no, I, I, to yourself. I do the Schmedley laugh like that. <laughs> you know, maybe, but like his that that goddamn laugh could go through drywall, three rooms down, and you didn't and you weren't mad at him. Like that's it's the only one I've ever only person I've still met to this day. That could do that. I had one other one, Rob, and ironically, he passed away like seven years ago. That his laugh would just permeate, and you just had to be around this guy, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I um, uh, real quick, if I may talk about the last time I hung out with Dave, uh, I was in town for Astronomicon. We had podcasted, and then uh, I dragged him and uh, and uh, um, I dragged him down to Ann Arbor for Goth Night. At the neck, at the neck dome. I believe oh my God! You guys have been telling stories about like I don't. I still don't know what happened that night. Yeah. Well, uh, so the neck dome was the nightclub in Ann Arbor where all the kids would go to. Uh, you the know, cool the students kids. would go to. Um, they they every night was themed. So I only went on Thursday nights, which was Asian Invasion Night, and it was when all the Asian kids would go there. But what it really was for was a meat market for white dudes who wanted who who had Asian fetishes. Right. Um, yeah. Night. But Monday night was like. 
Yeah, yeah, Bob would have loved. Yeah, you, you both would have loved. All three of you, you would have loved it. We would have had a great time. It's still going on, uh, but uh, Monday night was like goth industrial night, and that's the night that you know, as a kid, I would stay away from. Like, I'm not hardcore enough for this. But uh, we we went over there because uh, Lauren Walker, Lauren was over there, our fellow podcaster, and her friends. So uh, yeah, I I I, I drag I made. Dave go down there and uh, we had a, we had a great you guys time. Take a cab there. Do I remember that right? No, I drove him down because I had my dad's I had my dad's car. Oh. I drove them down and it was just weird being in this bar full of twenty year olds and you know makeup and fishnets and you uh, think? yeah it was, it was fun though I was like holy crap I haven't been in here in over like 20, 20 some odd years and uh, you know I, I thought we fit in all right we didn't look uh, we kind of you know we, we too were, creepy we were the old men like not in and goth and you know yeah. in in Industrial, and... yeah, but we held our own. We closed the place down. It's fun, and then uh, we went. Well, what do we do now? And Lauren's like, well, we. The tradition is we go and get burritos at the all night burrito place, in uh in Ann Arbor. So so we did, and then uh yeah he they, he had to Uber him, he had to Uber all the way back to uh to, to, to Ferndale. Holy yeah, shit. I did that, Uber. Yeah, I just had to drive wow. to um. I just had to drive back home, which oh was like God. ten minutes away. Well, that was the um, the night that uh, DJ Assault spun the Grasshopper in Ferndale on a Monday night. Yes, and if you know DJ Assault, it's of Ass and Titties fame. We sung all the classy hits. Okay, and we're like, we need to go to this. It's like it was like a ten dollar cover, and it was right after we made Pod in the Ferndale studio. Yes, and we go downstairs, and I got a sport coat on and like suit pants because I had to work that day. <laughs> Um, he's got on his whatever, you know, his stuff too. And I felt so like literally everyone in the place is 24 years old. And we just, I literally sat at the bar and anytime someone would walk up to the bar, I'm like three shots, two for them, one for me. And I just like listened to, and I got a video of me with doing the, he did the Godzilla remix. Yeah. I was like, you know, they played it every time, every, uh, at five o'clock at WGLB for years um but like literally like everyone's looking at us like you see these two old assholes <laughs> we got to listen to dj assault um but the goth thing reminds me of do you, do you ever hear the city club stories in detroit ming um no i haven't um i'm trying to remember the last time i went to an industrial club uh there's i think there's one up in pontiac i ended up at for a concert or something so city club is the class is the quintessential detroit one and it's in the basement of the leland hotel yeah and you had to go down the stairs well the fu- so i would dj at the post bar and i always wear a hawaiian shirt and shorts in the summertime <laughs> and my german buddy wolfgang was in town and he always wanted to go there for after hours because they were open till six in the morning sure but the, so like I would, we would walk in there. Everybody's in all black and leather. I would be in a Hawaiian shirt and cargo shorts. But the door guy runs the data center that I sell bandwidth to. Give me a hug. The bartender went to high school with me. He'd give me a hug. So everybody's looking at me, going, "Who's this guy?" Like you wouldn't even want to pee there. You thought you would get a staph infection if you took your wiener out of the urinal. Sure. That's how bad of a place this was. And you would just go in there and you'd walk into the hall, and it would just be this eclectic mix. There'd be a Viking guy. And like a little pygmy dude, and like topless girls with electrical tape on their nipples, and everybody's in all black leather. And then here's me in the Hawaiian shirt, kind of looking like DJ Assault with a sport coat on. Like, who's the old guy? Does he own the building? Like, that's what I always felt like. Is he inspecting anything? Is that what he's right. doing? Who's that guy? Ah, that's, that's the German. Yeah. Right. 
No, we got that at a couple punk bars in Detroit because my buddy's a firefighter and he's got a, you know, cheesy mustache and a cop haircut. And we would just get the death stares. And my buddy's really astute to it. He's like, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Joe's sticking out like a sore thumb because he's a fireman. <laughs> but uh, that's my last picture of Dave. He's eating a burrito. It's how uh, I prefer to <laughs> one of my memories. Uh, send that to Randy so he can post it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, this is taken at. Uh, I don't one think I've, have I ever seen that picture. No, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why I would have sent it to anybody. I don't even know if I was even sent it to him. No, you always have to post uh, it, and tag him to embarrass him. Yeah, I guess I could have, but. Uh... And that's the weird thing. All the pictures that I have with me and him, all the things that we have with like me and him, never took a selfie together. Like that was never one thing. Like going like when you run, you're like, hey, let's lean into each other and take a picture. Like I don't think I have one of those. Me and him. Yeah, I have a thousand I mean, pictures with them. Yeah, I mean, why? Why would you? Right? I mean, you're you're hanging out already, so. No, I know. There's a few other friends. Like, hey, we're here. The thing was though, we were always here. It was never an announcement. Like sometimes I'll run into old friends and, oh, hey, we got to, you know, haven't hung out in six months. But like, with him, we never didn't hang out. You know what I mean? It was one of those. Yeah. But uh, hey, not to uh, treat this like a cheap commercial, but Randy uh, put up the uh, GoFundMe. Um, oh yeah! If you're just tuning in late, Dave left. Uh, you know he's got a couple of young kids and a and a wife. And yeah, thank you. Um, you know, trying to she's uh, in way in over her head now. She just at least she's got a great family that's supporting her. Um, she's working like seven days a week now with her sister, and you know she could use all the help we can give. So um, sincerely, it's not like. And here's the thing: I wanted to start off with this, and I completely forgot. Um, I really want this to make my make this to be my next crusade as in life and as a human is leaving a digital will and not many of us think about it and I've been look I've been doing a ton of research on it and you know the the one thing is you don't understand is there's a lot of households that like you know hey my wife takes care of all the bills and has everything yeah 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 and I, there's like as soon as Dave died I started talking to my wife going hey do you know where my brokerage accounts are Right. You know, you know, you know where my LLC, like I got my, you know, my LLC, you guys, you get, you know, do you have the bank account there? Do you know the nest password? Do you know, right. Just get into, like, um, and here's the thing you might not want to give your wife if you die your Gmail. And I get that, you know, you don't want, you know, or get her, you know, make sure she doesn't find your 2012 prayers folder. Ming, that's where he puts all his porn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But like, you know, that's the least, that's the last thing, you know, when you leave somebody back that they need to worry about is where's the shit to run my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and good thing Mike doesn't change his password. I have his password for everything. Yeah, so, pretty uh, much. But um, <laughs> you're not the one I'm worried about, man. No, you yeah, know it should be. Google has like a, if you don't log in in three days, it sends everything over to whoever you assign. Um, I don't know what it's called actually. Um, but there's a lot of things a lot of people can do. And I, I, I want to start writing about it. I want to make it a thing um, that, that, you know, you can put it in a sealed envelope, put it in a Google Drive with a password that, you know, gets dropped when, you know, um, someone finds it. But like what she's had to like try to find, like, how do you get into Dave's PayPal? That's where he kept his money. I don't, nope. I don't know. Um, you know, he kept things private for me. So, you know what I mean? Like she's come to me with a thousand things. So like, I, you know, I would hate for anyone to go through what she's gone through just in regards to, you know, being with a paranoid IT guy that double two-factor authentication and everything, and you can't hack phones uh, anymore, you know, 
it's just a thing. So like the digital will thing. So anyway, I'll be writing a lot of stuff about it. I, th- I want to make it a, I want to make it a big deal. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, I, I mean, that's real good. So that's anybody awesome. listening that's... right now, uh, yeah, start, I mean, put it somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I got, I got three kids and a, and a wife and you know what I mean? Like what happens? I get hit by a bus. Like we, we kind of always joke about it, but like now that I got multiple people that have passed over the last five or six years that left families and wives and kids behind that are young, like just to make sure that they don't have to worry about how to hack into daddy's laptop, you know, to get passwords for stuff and bank accounts. And, you know, not everyone, some people are more private than others. And I get that, but like, you know, put it in a sealed envelope and put it in a deposit, you know, at the bank or put it with your lawyer. I don't, you know, I don't really give a shit how you do your business, but like, Make sure that people got keys when you, if you if you have, end up getting hit by that bus. Yeah. So, I don't mean to be somber. I just no, I, no, I, no. It's like, that's a no, that's that's important. It's way that's, important. This is why I never sold life insurance because I never want to have that conversation with anybody. <laughs> you know, no, which, is, which is which is um, <laughs> nice. Here's the stuff I actually pay. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the stuff I yeah. John John nailed it. Here's the stuff that uh, here's what I actually paid for. Right. I told you important. No, that Boba Fett Shogun Warrior that was like fifty bucks. Yeah. It's sitting in the closet upstairs. I never put stickers on because I'm worried about opening the box. Um, no, but it's 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 seriously it's 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 you know it's really important. At least you know I, I kind of want to make it a thing that everybody does it. And you know we don't know. Nobody knows. We didn't you know. Yeah, no. It, you know, you're not guaranteed tomorrow, Bob. No, I know. And then, you know, and that's, this is the thing that's going to be weird is like, this is Dave's birthday week. Um, he's going to, you know, a couple of days and it was I my birthday. It. it was my birthday a couple of days after that, even though he was a year older than me, we celebrated our milestone birthdays together, you know, and uh, Bob, uh, Bob Thompson, uh, just yeah. tomorrow's his birthday. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Bob, uh, that's his, that's his uh, uncle. From back east, from from uh, oh, from here, from Riverbank. I think he's by you, yeah. I think he's Bob, by you guys in Jersey. Come to the store. I'll I'll take care of you. Yeah, I talked to Bob a little bit. I talked to uh, I got to meet uh, some of Dave's family from from uh, the Jersey side. So that was uh, that was great, and that's awesome. Bob's listening. Cheers, buddy. Cheers yeah, he, David came to Red Bank one time, didn't he? And when he would go when he was young, actually, I I heard he but, was in town and he didn't even. Like call us and tell I, I I would hope that I would hope. True, yeah. but, yeah, I would like, hope it's not. Oh, I was true. like, bro, how like, could dude. you not stop by? But yeah, I, I understand being busy. But yeah, uh, why didn't you stop by the Udio? What yeah. the hell? You gotta, you gotta take the picture in front of the quick stop with the foot up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he would visit his uncle Bob in Red Bank when he was younger. So. Oh, okay. So it was okay back then. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, like, he hasn't been since we went to Philly. We flew into Newark at the bus station. Because the tickets were $120, but I didn't realize the Uber to Philly was $100. So it's like, well, shit, I just, because I bought all the plane tickets. So at that point, I might as well just have flew into Philly. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) They don't tell you. There's like, here's the cheapest flight. I'm like, and we flew Frontier, which is like like a bus with wings. Yeah. Um, Shit. Actually, it'd be um, like a Winnebago with wings. The in-flight movie was Airport seventy seven. You know, like cool. Yeah, so you were you were getting the top flight entertainment. <laughs> it was on eight mil. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some guys like trying to spool it back with a pencil. Yeah. No, but that's and that's the thing. Like, there's places in town that aren't going to be the same because of that 
buttholes not around like yeah, yeah, yeah. Shipko, man like that he was a fixture there yeah um you know the whiskey in the jars the the temples the you know there's uh yeah that that smelly boat you can <laughs> you, you would drink salty dog salty dog man <laughs> did you end up, you ever go there did you end up there once? I, yeah no mike yeah i was i went there multiple times we took mike there Oh, yeah, yes. we, a lot we of those are blur nights, man. Like, sure. no, we definitely like drinking oh, Jägermeister. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got me to drive for, Bob. So that bar has been around since I turned 21, and I'll never forget. My buddy told me once. He goes, "There's a bar that's like on a 10 mile in John R. That the girls wear dress shirts and underpants." And I go, "What do you mean underpants?" He goes, "And they don't wear bras." And he goes, yeah. I'm "Like, we need to go to this place." Yes, and we went there. And they broke into my car and stole my radar detector, my Cobra, because of course I'm 21. I need to have a radar detector. And uh, it's in my like 88 Mustang notchback GT with a Porsche whale tail. I was such a douchebag. And the girls are like, I hope you come back. And I'm like, you just got my car broken into it. I got to spend $300 for a window. No, I'm not coming back. (laughs) And then sure as shit, when we opened the studio, Salty dogs are on the corner, and we start going. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a nightmare bar. It's such a nightmare bar. Well, then I don't know if you guys knew this story. Our friend Mike, that we I grew up with, like the same five guys. Like we were, we've been besties since we've been fifteen. Uh, kind of, we all went to spring break together. We all, you know, we all went to the post bar together. For his bachelor party, at, like age forty, we went to the horse track across the street. And then I'm going to Salty Dog. Well, Mike's a professional magician. Worked for David Copperfield. Okay. Um, we'll teach him how to do tricks and stuff. Yeah. Mike's doing magic tricks in front of a bunch of girls. So this guy, Big Mark saw him, and he's kind of getting mad that Mike's getting the attention. This guy's not. Ends up sucker punching him, knocks him out cold, almost killed him at the Salty Dog. <laughs> so, like, every time I would bring up that we went to Salty Dog, Mike would just shake his head going, can you not go there? Like, I got to appreciate Like, I literally almost died there. Um. But yeah, that's the salty dog. So we want to buy it and convert it to a pirate bar. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I will be there on opening day for sure. If you that was, uh, that was the place where the guy got thrown out. He said he's going to the motorcycle club and bringing a bunch of guys back so he gets served again. Ends up being all the guys from the Fourth Reich Motorcycle Club. Yeah, Dave goes out and has smokes with them and tries to yell at them that they're racist. And I'm like, he comes in, he goes, I don't think those guys are like me too much. I go, why? He goes, I just told them all they're racist. Outside, and I go, Why did you do that? It's like a motorcycle gang. Well, it's bar. not like they don't know. Yeah, but he, he didn't was, know. He had to explain that Fourth Reich is Fourth Kingdom following the Third yeah, Reich. Know. Third Kingdom. They, didn't know. they had no idea. They, they, they didn't, didn't know. know. <laughs> Dave explained it to them in like the simplest terms. They're like, Oh, yeah, I think this guy's right, but we don't like him. Like, yeah, well, we don't like him for, for making us realize that we're racist. Because he's wearing a hockey jersey and cargo shorts in 90 degree weather. Like who's and Jesus sandals? Who is this clown? <laughs> he's he's about to get curb stomped. Is what he is. So. Yeah, right, right. Um, but, <laughs> but no, that, I, you know, like I said, we can. I, I don't know if we want to. We want a final story or not? We're, you know, we're getting close to eleven. Um, we could probably sit here and talk for four more hours. Um, I don't know if you guys got anything, or if you, I don't know. I don't have that one killer story though. Like I think it was just all a collection of small. Oh stories. yeah, for sure. That uh, that 
made up one huge, <laughs> one I know, huge like it, one huge like book. It's like a but, mosaic. And I know I'm like, oh man, I forgot about that one time. Uh, yeah. No, well, I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll I'll tell a couple. One of my favorite stories of all time was our TED Talk. Oh yeah. And please tell that story. I the best it. the best part about it was they asked us to do it because the guys that curate it know us, and they didn't tell us what to talk about. They didn't tell us what to do. So literally, I do the and me and him could talk about anything for five, 15 days, you know, give us a topic done. So I do the presentation, um, the night before two nights before, and I had to send it to him the, the, the night before. And we didn't practice it. We didn't do anything. We're just like, okay, we're going to go up there and we're going to do it. So we get to the, we get there like at noon and we're speaking at four and we're backstage and we're like, God, this sucks. Let's just go to Temple and have a couple drinks and then we'll come back before our thing. Well, we go to Temple Bar. Temple Bar is packed because it's all TEDx people. And then we happen to open up our big mouth that we're speaking at four. So we got these like young girls paying for our drinks. We got old women sending us shots. We end up doing three or four beers and three shots of whiskey. And two infected badges. Yes. I didn't we didn't inspect them yet. Um, and we end up walking back to Masonic Temple and we're revved up, man. I mean, we're in Balmer, we're in Balmer effect, you know, that when you're at 0.08 and you're on your peak, both of us were humming. I'm doing my Ric Flair shit in the backstage. Like, you know who you're talking to? The Shinola wearing, pep jacket wearing, you know, beer drinking, sausage eating, German son of a bitch. And I'm having a hard time keeping these extra wide sketchers down. Woo! Right. Just like, we got a crowd and they're like, okay, you guys are going on stage. And the thing opens up, and we had no idea what we we're going to say. And we had to stay under seven minutes, which was bullshit. It was never going to happen. And the first thing I see is I lock on to one of my buddies in the front row. I lose all train of thought. Dave's like, this is the first time we had to ever look up at Charlie because he's up on the screen. We never looked up to him before, you know, the guy that curated it. So I'm like, okay, yep. cool. Joke, I'm good. And I'm like, hey! Because our first slide was uh, Dr. Nick. Hi, everybody. Um, and we start going into this, this bit and Dave's like, shout out to my temple bar peeps. And like the crowd's like, Woo! all the girls up in the, in the second deck. Um, did I say that out loud? Uh, second deck. Yes. Um, yes you did. Yeah, yeah. and all the, my other buddies helping in the backstage and we're like six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes, and we won't shut up. And if you watch it to this day, like, I'm trying to tell stories, and he's shushing me, because I told him, if I look at the clock, I'll lose all my train of thought, and I'll never speak. Right. So he's watching the clock. I'm interrupting him to tell stories. He's interrupting me to shut up. And there's a wall of text going back and forth going, we got to get these assholes off the stage. How do we do it? <laughs> we can't. You don't know them. If we tell them to stop, they're going to be worse. And, like, <laughs> they showed us the text. And we went to, like, literally, like, 13 minutes and, like, 52 seconds. And of course, when we get back, they're like, you guys went double. I go, I thought you meant seven minutes for each. Like, <laughs> And literally, if you watch the thing, it's, it's, just, it's just battle of like, because none of them, we're the only ones, I think, that we're, we're the first ones in Detroit TEDx, at least, that they allowed two people to talk. Right. Most of it was always one person. Yeah. So the best part was the two people that spoke before us, we mocked them. <laughs> in our intro. So one of the ladies was uh her, her whole presentation was be more like Cardi B. And the other one was saving like third world babies because she had like this papoose. Yeah. Kept, 
kids warm. And so we're like going up there going, hey, there's a few things that we are and a few things that we're not. Let's start with what we're not. And I go, and I go, and we're definitely not going to teach you how to be a little more like Cardi B. And you hear like this, like, <laughs> yeah. And oh, by the way, suck less. And that was, right, yeah, and that was pretty much, we could have just said suck less and left and that was it. Um, but then we leave and like, everyone's like, dude, you guys are awesome. And like walking around, like I'm like David or like David Lee Roth, like just cutting off stage, go back to Temple Bar. And then we go to Detroit Shipco because we had the Falling Now Beer Company. Yes. And there's like the chick from the news wants to hang out with me. And there's a line 72 deep in every, and like, I'm just like, literally we're in a euphoria. Like to this day, no, no day is ever going to su- supersede that. I don't give right. a shit what you say, what we did. Like, and it was, the, it was me and him like to the end, like, you know, I, we went upstairs and recorded at the studio, came downstairs serving beer. We're all talking about the, you know, the angry beaver and, you know, the beer, not the, you know, yeah, right. We figured. Yeah. But like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that shit like that is immortalized on, on the YouTubes. Yeah. Um, and like, we got 394 podcasts and two hour, almost an hour and a half a piece that, you know, that's the best thing was, you know, his 13 year old daughter, we you know, after the funeral, we were talking and she goes, I was listening to this podcast and that podcast. And I'm just like, I'm so happy that shit exists Yeah, for like any time, you know, and that's why I always like, not saying Dave was famous. He wasn't famous, but like the fact that he has work immortalized that like, you know, Hey, it's so sad. Chris Farley died. I'm like, just watch Tommy boy. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, he's right back with you. So, I mean, that's, I haven't listened to an old podcast yet. I don't know if I'll, I'll be able to for at least another year or so, but I mean, everybody's got that opportunity. Now they can watch the Ted talk, all our stupid Comcast commercials, the shit we did for the job fairs that made the news. The, the just the dumb stuff that we did that that it's it's all out there and it's it, to me that's that's the best part about all of this is you know you didn't you know I would say you know it's the worst part about life is dying but like knowing that you have stuff out there that is there forever or can be there forever is, is pretty goddamn cool and I'm I'm just I'm I'm honored and proud to be part of it because like again the coolest things I ever did in my life had him right next to me and. uh I'm, I'm, I'm cheers to cheers. that. Yeah. And you know, if I would have done this on, on the 31st of March, I would have, I would have been a mess, man. I heard OMD. If you leave, yeah, I was blasting in my living room and I just lost my shit. Like I was, and that was never our song, but like when, you know, if you leave, don't leave now, you know, please don't take my heart away. And I'm like, dude, I lost it. Um, and then slowly after talking and being around people and, you know, I, this is, you know, it took me almost a month to just to be able to talk about this and not lose my shit. Um, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I am. Um, I'm glad we could be here with yeah. you for sure. No, no, I would. You're the only ones I thought of. And there's I probably, you know, a hundred other people that could share the stage. But I know you guys uh, uh, looked up to them and we all looked up. To, we, we like literally looked up to you guys. Um, and I, I'm seriously honored that you guys took time out. Uh, to hang out with us where uh, there's pictures of, you know, we're yeah. on your wall. You guys are on our wall. Yeah. 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 We love David, we love you. Yeah. Randy, Randy you're tolerated. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Attaboy. Hey, well, the first time I met the two of them. Promoted from all this is that uh, his title <laughs> used to be, I do the Twitters. Um, He's the, he's a producer now. Yeah. Look at him now. Oh, putting on your big boy pants there, Randy. And I think Which I'm just going to be 
my I name and not Bob Look. Oh, he's doing stuff. Ah. Look at you. Wow. Nice. Well, so yeah, I was always Bob the sales guy. He was Dave the Geek. That's I think that's gotta go with him. So I'm just gonna be my name. So I'm just Bob Bill. So I I, I you know the show, yeah, this show is gonna go on, the legacy's gonna go on. Good. Um it might be a little different because I don't have anybody to bounce off of and to yell at. Um You're here for you. love you, man. I called her man. That sorry. Too much whiskey. <laughs> love you, Ali. You're the best. Um but yeah, there's uh you know there's stuff I need to carry on. There's stuff I need to do to, to make new um, just because it can't be, it can't be the same. It can't be what it was. Gotcha. Um, and like I, I said, Ming and I are here for you. Always. Oh, I know you are. I know you are. You always will be. And that was our, our first drop was Time Mac and that one can't go away. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was at a, he was at a comic con and, and um, big Mark got him to record it on his phone. And that's when we first started. That's when it that he kind of took off as we started getting people to do the, I go, I can't interview people. Interviews are stupid. Like, hey, what was it like working with Adam Sandler? I always hated that about comic cons and interviews and panels. Um, I always just want to say, hey, can you just do a 15-second drop for the show yep. and then use it forever? Um, the interviews come and go. Um, but like, you know, getting, you know, getting Scott Steiner and you know, Billy D. Williams and people like that, you know, and to me, that's the best part about it. Billy Zabka, come on, man. You know, getting them through that was uh that was the, the my favorite story with Billy Zabka, by the way. Him and Martin Cove were at Comic Con, like one of our first Comic Cons we were uh podcasting at. Like I think we just started the show. And uh he's telling us a thousand stories. We're at the bar drinking about he was supposed to be Roy Stalin and Better Off Dead, but he signed an exclusive deal with Columbia. And I'm like, oh my god, you as Roy Stalin would have been <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. But he had to do just one of the guys, and he was pissy about it. Um, and then all of a sudden, a guy comes up and goes, Billy, come on, man. We're going upstairs. He's like, hey, I'm talking to these guys. Give me a minute. And then this, like, <laughs> large, gorgeous human being, Jason Momoa, like, Billy, come on, man. And, like, he was only, like, you know, three scenes in uh, Game of Thrones at the time. He wasn't Aquaman. He wasn't anything. And I'm looking at this guy going, Jesus Christ, this guy's a monster. Hey, he was in Baywatch Hawaii. <laughs> and now uh, he's like hey i'll be there in a minute give me a minute then all of a sudden you hear billy and it's Brittany daniel he's like later guys and he just jets later don't blame me, sir don't blame me. that was the one girl she's like me and billy are going to have dinner where should we go and like me gift to gab can talk to anybody about anything i'm like um um i i i have yelp app on my phone maybe nice place on it and like word store. You were talking like Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you have food. <laughs> Steven Seagal, not sheriff. Me sheriff. Me sheriff. Me best. Me good sheriff. You guys are horrible. You guys are horrible. Oh, have you ever seen Brittany Daniel in person, man? Like at a Comic Con? Sweet mother of God, man. Like that is like what that is a striking, striking human being. And then she's a twin on top of it. Yes. <sighs> um I think the last one, I think I'll, should I end on the Tara Reed story? I yeah. do have an important reminder before you do. Oh, you haven't had? Oh, it, <laughs> <laughs> I just did like a midget there. Yeah. <laughs> He's squatting down so he doesn't. Uh, yes. Power I'm, over very, I'm very short. Yes. I'm very short. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much. I made the whole thing. Randy. I thought you were going to say like, 
Stringer no, cutting us off. No, no, Zepsky. No, you're not tolerating. I'm, I'm just. Isn't that on the wall at Whiskey in the Jar, by the way? Zepsky's ass? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's in the bathroom. It's in the bathroom. bathroom. It's in the bathroom. And in the ladies' room, right? Uh, Lauren Walker, yes, did right in the Thank ladies' you, room. Lauren. And, and as tipsy. It's in the men's room, room, too. It's in the men's room. Uh, and uh, Nectarine, and uh, probably at uh, at uh, at Coney Island too, at uh, Lafayette. It's on the bathroom there too. So yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, get it, hey, you know, Mark- Mike. Here's the thing: like you and me, like we are the only ones. Like it's not like Chen or Walker. There's like no. Mr. Walker. It's like there's a thousand of you. Yeah, you know, I know. There's yeah. only one Zapsic. There's only one Walton Spiel. Yeah. So people are gonna know. Yeah, yeah, they know it's you. Yeah. Hell it's yeah. Fine. It could be worse. People already. Are know, you kidding so. me? It could be like any dude toes. calls me up. Any, any dude calls me up is like, "Hey, right yeah. here, the wall." I'm like, I, "I didn't put your number sorry, down." Sorry, buddy. Well, I didn't put your number down. You just put all my passwords under there. Right, yeah. There you it could, go. Yeah. It could have been Zapsic sucks toes or eats licks feet, which is uh, way worse than butt. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But hey, you know what is untolerated now? That's <laughs> right, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, Bob. What was your last story? No, yeah. it was the it's it's more of a a, a it's a, more that it's a terror read train wreck story. I mean, we've been there. Yeah, we. No, no, no. Like wreck. this is this is how bad it was. We're at the we're at the end booth by the by the uh, like celeb entrance and like the loading dock and everything. So like, David always got to smoke, or like you know I would walk in and I will. Tara Reed goes out back out to smoke. And she's bitching at like 1030 in the morning. Oh, she needs a whiskey or she needs something to set her straight. And here I am with my Volkswagen 10 yards from her head with two bottles. Cause Jimmy, uh, Jimmy McKnight gave me a bottle of Jameson for like a birthday gift or something. Yep. And I w- refuse to give it to her. Yes. She's alive. She's alive. Abby, Abby, she's alive still. Um, and I refuse to give her whiskey at 1030 in the morning. And I am the enabler God. If you ask, if you, if I, if there's 10 people around me to buy shots, I'm buying 11, right? One for the bartender and 10 for us. So that, you know, I refuse. So then all of a sudden it's karaoke time and she's at the table right in front of karaoke. So what do I do? I do the famous first rendition of my life of careless whisper dedicated to her. And it was the biggest train wreck I've ever sang in my life. And literally, like, she was such a mess. She had, like, size one jeans and, like, these huge New Balance tennis shoes, high tops. And I'm going to talk about her New Balance boobs. Well, that was that was the thing. Oh, no. The, do you see pictures of those? Ugh. That was the one thing that was great. I always hated Dave smoking. I always used to yell at him. Will you quit smoking, you fucking asshole? And But he would get ungodly gets by having a cigarette with people. Yeah. Um, the the girl from uh, Sons of Anarchy, Drea Mateo, yes, got to be friends with her. The girl from uh, Mal, with the um, Joey Lauren Adams, yes, like, bummed a smoke off Dave. He got to smoke with the uh, Lucifer, like, hey, and he always go to me. He goes, you shit on me for smoking. He goes, we would have never talked to Drea Mateo if you if I didn't smoke. I'm like, nope, I got to give it to you. That that one's on you. That you got it. Yeah, I, I thank you for smoking. I don't know if that can ever say yeah. that. You know. You can't because Scott Wilson loved me because I smoked cigars and I used to get him cigars. How did he? I I never understood when I saw him that one time and he was walking. Like, how did that happen? He had his leg cut off. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. gee, go figure. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It grew back. He's half chameleon. How did that happen? That was uh, the one time I called my mother. The only time I ever called my mother from a Comic Con. And I'm like, Ma, I'm having dinner. 
sitting next to Barbara Eaton and Lou Ferrigno. I got to bring him up again. Ah! You know, he's like, oh my God. You know, it's German immigrant, like, you know. Sure. But, uh, you know, my was, God. Uh, is Lou still deaf? <laughs> oh, that, him yeah, and Lou's yeah. uh, And you know what? That son of a bitch bought my sport coat, that single white female mother effer. That was, I was, I had that coat first and he bought it. So I had to put it in the back of my closet. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to wear it again. No, you should. I, I take, will. Take it back. I yelled at him. I go, that's my coat. Like, did you steal mine? Did I leave it back? Like a you penguin can. closet. There was always like a lo lost and found everywhere we went. Um, <laughs> I don't see your name on it. Ming, where's this burrito? That's it. That's the last. That's the last photo I took a day. Oh my Eating God. burritos at uh, where B two burrito or wherever in Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan, gotcha. on, okay. on State Street, and uh, that's uh, that's how I prefer to. It's one of the photos. I'll, uh, that's what that I remember him by for sure. I'm not gonna lie, I, I never. I used to regret not hanging out with you guys that night. I do not regret hanging not hanging out. No, I mean you would have had a great time. I don't. Yeah, but you would have regretted it for sure. I always have a great time with you guys, but hey, it's past eleven. We can sit here till four in the morning and talk yeah. stories. But I just, uh, I sincerely want to thank you guys for spending time with no, us. You too, man. Uh, Seriously, really hard for me. I'm not going to lie, um, and I, I made it without cracking. And uh, the the whiskey helped me a little bit, a lot of it. And uh, I just thank Randy for for setting this up in the stream. Yeah, thanks, Randy. You're a good man, Randy. Because. Dave was such a nerd. He never, you know, he never let me touch anything. So I, I have no clue how to run any of this shit. If you haven't figured that out yet. Um, but hey, we're going to wrap up this. We're not even going to number this. This is just going to be remember called Remembering Dave um, or Stories About Dave, whatever you want to call it, Randy. I don't care. But thank you, uh, Ming and Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, one last drink. Raise your shot glasses, please. Um, mine's half full of uh, peanut butter whiskey. Uh, Ming's getting the Yeji. Um, I got a half of a shot here, so half a shot, yeah. <laughs> cheers, uh, cheers, cheers, son of a bitch. Uh, we miss you, and we'll yep. see you soon. Love you. And, uh, thank you for the times. We can't replace them. There's no, there's no effing way we're ever going to replace them. So, cheers, to you. But thank you all for hanging out. I'm not even going to end at the it that he wakes. This is just this is this is Dave's show. Um, but yeah, have a drink for him. And uh, seriously, Ming and Mike, thanks for the time. Uh, love you guys always, you, man. Ming and Mike show. I sell comics. You know, Ming. We'll see you uh, in Ann Arbor this uh, this uh, fall. Um, Erica, thank you. Appreciate it. Miss, uh, love you too. And uh, yeah, we'll immortalize this episode, and you know, hopefully, we'll have we can uh, share more stories at a future date. We'll, so, all right, we're gonna sign off. Thanks, Randy, for producing again. Thank you, yeah. Mike, and thanks everybody for listening all the way through. Love you all, and uh, the IT and the D show will be back. Cheers all.